Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a Another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 460 for January 30th. The first month of 2017 is already almost over. Um, almost. Same be Christmas. I just noticed that on the archive page I put 2016. That was the first time <laughs> I've made, I've, that was the first time I've made that mistake. That that hurts me. Ah, uh, but anyway, on the show this week we have John. Hello. We have Drew. Hey. And we have Jay. Buongiorno. Not one original cast member outside of myself from when the show started ten years ago. See, that's where loyalty gets you. I know. We're the new school. This is the new school, next generation. Well, we've been, me and Drew have been here like... I know, you, 10, you and Drew have been seven here. Years, so Six <laughs> years, seven years. Yeah. I just I'm, always... I'm, I'm, I'm the good blood over here. I was going to say, I don't I'm know good. who you are. You, you're still getting... People still figuring out who you are. Yeah, don't even worry about it, man. And spelling your yeah. name wrong when they tweet to you. Yeah, <laughs> that happens all the time, man. Well, yeah, you, you have one of those. E. You have one of those names that has a standardized spelling that you don't use. What's wrong with you? That's not. It's not my fault. That's just <laughs> how it's done. <laughs> but you know, I don't take offense when do when people do spell it J A Y. Well, of course. But not. I've had people spell it J A Y E, which I do take offense <clears throat> to. I would too. I would take offense to that. Yeah, that's that ain't right. Yeah, Jai, Jai, Jai. I don't know. Oh, anyway, video games, video games, video games. There's a lot of video games out, mm-hmm. and it's only January's been good to yeah. us. January twenty fourth was a great day, <laughs> as so as bad. as Ice Cube would say, it was a good day. Damn, a lot of games out on that day. And we're going to talk about some of those games. Drew, you want to talk about any of those games that came out? Oh, wait, I don't think you played. I, I didn't play any of them. <laughs> Way to go, Drew. All right, well, let's get your boring games out of the way first, and then we can talk about sure. the real games. <laughs> so I played a brand spanking new game called Mass Effect 2. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. You got that advanced copy. Tell That's me right. about it, Drew. Oh, man. So, yeah, I played a lot of Mass Effect 2. Um, Save the frame rate. Yeah, frame rate, man. What the fuck is frame rate, you know? <laughs> Are you guys all playing on PS3? No. Okay. I'm playing Xbox. Uh, both Matt and Drew are PS3. PS3? Yeah. I have yeah. no frame rate issues. It's, it's rough. <laughs> that, was it's back rough. In, that was back in that uh, cell processor day, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is also back in that Bioware makes some pretty janky games sometimes, <laughs> too. Um, but yeah, I played a lot of that. Uh, I talked about it um, actually yesterday on uh, Phoenix Down. But like, uh, you, you could play that game for free on the Origin Drill. Like they just gave that game away like for free repeatedly. I don't know why you keep insisting on playing on the PS3 when you have a nice PC. 
controller. Yeah. You can yeah. also use a wait. Can you? Not no, use no you can't. None of the Mass Effect. Games I'm sure are... there's a mod. It's a fucking PC game, man. It's Xbox. It's that X X padder, and I I hate that thing. That's fine. Once you set it up once. Yeah, or, I mean, or, or whatever. You can just boot it up and play it. Oh, you can just put it on the PS3, yeah. Or, well, what or... I mean is, don't don't complain about the frame rates when you have an option to have really nice frame rates and then ignore it. Well, well, the thing is, though, he's wanted to take his say from Mass Effect One and wants to carry it to Three. You can't do that without playing replaying One on PC. Yeah. They what they do is that they actually have an archive of every single decision variation that you could have made in Mass Effect One, and there's like a library of them. You can oh, make sure. a checklist, and you can click on the save file that you want, and boom, you got the exact same decision you made in Mass Effect 1 that you can carry over to Mass Effect 2. You know what? Mm. Stop pushing that PC agenda, okay? Hey, man. <laughs> I'm just saying that it is the best, it is the master race, and you know, there's no agenda mm-hmm. here. I'm just stating facts. Okay? Uh, the you? fact that you called it master race proves you have an agenda. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's something that you just heard. You know, it's something. It's not something that I said. It's something that, that you heard. It's very different. <laughs> alternative facts. Don't worry about it. All right, alternative <laughs> facts. <laughs> so yeah, playing that, playing uh, a lot of Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy. Uh, I'm getting close to the end of that Final Fantasy Final game. Fantasy. I'm in Chapter 14 right now. Um, I'm kind of. I mean, yeah, that that game just basically makes a beeline to the end nope. once, you, once you hit chapter like eight. So, but yeah, and there was one chapter that was like literally twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what they're thinking with that chapter. I don't game know. Game pace and high. But it's um, nice. Nah, it's, it's it's ramping up. It's getting pretty epic. I'll say that. Wait till you see that ending. The the last two I, boss fights and the ending. That's some good stuff. I just um. I'm kind of confused as shit as far well, as that's, yeah, that's not going to change. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. warn you right now. I mean, I can I can vaguely understand it, but I'm just like, I know who the bad guy is. But then yeah. I was like, but I thought these people were bad guys too. But no, I'm just like, what the fuck? So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, just, just, just roll with the punches, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm playing through that. I uh, played a lot of that the past couple of days. Um, I'm playing a game for review. It's out now. Um, it's called Hunter's Legacy. Ah, yes, yes. That sounds generic. I've played this game a little bit, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they I, I PC code a while back, and I played through some of it. Gotcha. What do you think about it? It's all right. It's, yeah. uh, my, only, it? my only complaint about it, it's, it's 2D, like Metroidvania kind of game, uh-huh. that you're playing as a cat with a sword. Yeah. Which is which is kind of great in and of itself, you know. But um, it, it's fine. Like the combat's fine. Uh, the you know visuals are simple. Um, it definitely looks like a seven dollar game because it is a seven dollar yeah. game. I, I have a very important question that needs to be answered right away. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many cat puns did they make during the course of that game? There's a few. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few here and there. Yeah. They don't. They don't wear out their welcome. It's fine. Okay, every every fine. time you get hit. He hisses or she hisses. Yeah, it's a she. It's a she. It's a she. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But my big complaint about that game is once you start opening up the game a little bit to like where you get the bigger world, it it gets a little confusing for navigation. Yeah, Yeah, because there's no mini map. Yeah, that's to show you like where you are. You know, like in a standard Metroidvania game, you got a map that shows every room kind of thing. Yeah. And this one, you kind of just have like a world map, and it says, "Oh, you're here." 
but it doesn't show you how to get to the other place. Yeah. It's just like just keep going, and there's branching paths and stuff like that. Luckily, there are a lot of teleport. Um, like there's there's like basically places where you can teleport to, um, yeah. and that allows you to kind of without without having to backtrack a lot. But sometimes you end up having to backtrack a good amount. But it does. It has like um, it has the whole you can't go here until you get something else kind of thing and. Yeah, there's there's a good amount of exploration and stuff. I'll have to say this though, that music <laughs> grades on my fucking nerves, yeah, man. They didn't put uh, a lot of just, thought into the music. It is generic, it is boring, and it just it repeats constantly. I'm just like, oh my god, I wish it would shut up. Yeah. Not a terrible uh, game, but you can definitely tell it, it it's priced appropriately. It's a seven dollar game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you get what you pay for. Yeah. I'm playing through that. I have a review of that this week. Um, I'm also reviewing Phoning Home, uh, but I still can't talk about that game yes, until, not until February. February. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I think that's it, though. I mean, I played some Injustice. Oh, what, the beta? Uh, no, oh. the first game. Oh, what, the original? Wow. <laughs> yeah, because I saw the trailer for Injustice 2, and I showed it to my girlfriend because she's starting to get into DC Universe from all the nice. movies. Oh, and I was, like, uh, ah, I was like, shut oh. your mouth. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know what? I can say this right now. Suicide Squad was nom- nominated for an Oscar. Suck it. Oscar. Oh, no. I can call that movie Oscar nominated Suicide Squad now. That's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think it's do, great. The Oscar, <laughs> yeah. they, do they, they have nominations for worst movie of the year now? Is that what that is? Or? <laughs> they do not have the, nominations. Yeah, that's a shoo-in for, for sure. It's makeup, um, isn't it? Or it's it's hairstyle makeup. I don't know what it was. I just think it's <laughs> funny that you can call it. <laughs> it's all rolled into one category. I just think it's hilarious that you can call it that. That cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. But uh, yeah, I played some Injustice with her because I said you might enjoy the story. Um, well, that was free on PlayStation Plus a while back as well. It was, yeah. It? yeah. That's, where I, that's where I'm playing it. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, that's still a great fighting game. Um, doesn't look as good as I remember. Yeah, it was a 360 PS3 game. And yeah, the, the PS4 version's cleaner, but it's they still got that look, hasn't it? It's yeah. still got that kind of grab look to, a little bit to the uh-huh. characters, it's, it's especially that, um, since you've seen Mortal Kombat X and things like that. It's just yeah, you know, it's definitely that's, got that's a um, Mortal Kombat Nine look to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, now I'm playing through that with uh with her. Uh, she's got a little confused because the whole alternate reality thing in that game. She's like, is that the good Superman or the bad one? I'm like, that's the bad one. They got different costumes. Let's pay attention. I said, he's got different costumes. She's yeah. like, I can't tell the difference on these costumes. He's got different goddamn costumes. <laughs> goddamn costumes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it, we're having, we're having a good time with that. Um, but I mean, I, th- I think that's pretty much it to be honest with you. It's a lot of Final Fantasy, a lot of Mass Effect. That Drew's, Drew's on a mission that he's not going to play these new awesome games that are out that we're talking about. I am, I am not. I've already made up my mind. This is this is etched in stone. I will not purchase or play another new game until I finish Final Fantasy XV and The Witcher Three. It's very noble. Yeah, I don't. I, That's a good call on Witcher. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. obviously, Witcher is amazing. But like, I feel like you can just sneak in Resident Evil in two days, and they'd be perfectly I, fine, and you'd be within the zeitgeist, so we can actually talk about it properly. That's a that's a long two days, though. I, I mean, we're talking four and a half to five hours a day. 
Uh, that's like, I don't know, it's like four hours a day. It's not too bad. During a weekend, that's not too bad. Yeah. Trust me, I really, really want to play Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy, but Resident Evil, but I just, I don't know. I, like, I have had The Witcher 3 sitting on myself <laughs> for a year. I own all the DLC for it. I want to fucking play that game. Play that damn game. And the only way I can do that is if I make up my mind and say I'm not touching anything else until I finish this. Yeah. So I'm the last one to tell you to play games soon. <laughs> uh, play that game. I want to. Oh. You know, we've already played through one and don't two. Don't want to. Do it. I'm going to. Do what you're not. I'm at the no end problem. of Final Fantasy 15. I'm going to retire that and then jump on The Witcher. Listen, hey, there's been 15 of those. Just play this one. I mean, I'm almost done with. He's 15. he's like an hour and a half from the finish line of Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, he's about done. We gotta finish an that. An hour one. and a half more Final Fantasy than I want to play. <laughs> Be quiet, <laughs> Mystic Quest. I, yeah. Well, if it was Mystic <laughs> Quest that he was playing, I'd say, all right, let's do it. What's, <laughs> what's the last Final Fantasy game you played to completion, Ryan? I'm curious. Uh, Mystic Quest. I was gonna say, I just told you. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I'm I'm part of the way through. Um, uh. Uh, what do you call it? Tactics on uh, iPhone. Okay, how's that port, by the way? I'm curious. It's good. It's good. Nice. I love. Yeah, that. I've played it on both the um, uh, PlayStation and PSP, PSP. and iPhone. Does it have the and War of the Lions translation for the phone? It does. Yeah. Nice. Good. 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 Yep. Yeah, and I, I actually, um, I, I think the um, the iPhone port honestly is the best. Um, because um, I, I like the touch screens. They didn't like, put any microtransactions or any dumb shit in nope. there, did they? Good, nope. good, good. They just At charged twenty bucks seen. for it, right? <laughs> uh, it, you know what? I got it on sale for six ninety nine. Wasn't oh, wasn't that one of those price. things? The Square, like when they initially launched their phone games, they were trying to charge like twenty bucks for them. Oh, they yeah, still they, do. It's not an do. initial. Yeah, it's that's. I That's think Final Fantasy VI costs like sixteen dollars or something. Yep. No. Luckily, I got that one. I got that one on sale for four ninety nine. Yeah, that's not even the good port of the game. I was either. gonna say I'm not paying sixteen dollars for a, a port of a twenty year old game. No way. No uh, way. Yeah, there's there's these called things called emulators and some emulators and something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. just PS Vita. You can get pretty much get most Final Fantasies on that now. I, yeah. think, I think I got yeah. the PS1 version of Final Fantasy 4. That's a bad port, though. That's a bad five port. Five and six. You know what? I still got them for like two ninety nine. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the price is right, but what I mean is that, like, if you want to actually play that game, if it's going to be your first time playing it, I think the GBA version of Final Fantasy six is the best one. It adds new content and it has much better translation. Well, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying a GBA to play Final Fantasy. I, I know, but there's also <laughs> ways to play GBA games. You know, like, <laughs> did, they, did they remake that one for DS or no? No, they remade no. Chrono Trigger for DS, which is but actually... They also uh, did Final Fantasy 3, yeah. They also uh, have Chrono Trigger on iOS. Oh I haven't God. played that port, though, so I can't speak to it. Pretty sure yeah. Chrono Trigger is a Licenses. whore, okay? Yeah, pretty, pretty, sure it's, pretty sure it's been everywhere. Chrono Trigger, I beat it on the DS, no less. <laughs> oh, wow, you're like Dr. Seuss over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, if that wraps up Drew, we, we can welcome Ryan. He, again, didn't get a... Proper intro. Hi, Ryan. Yep. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm good, that's good. I'm so glad you're <laughs> that. I'm good, that's good, you're good. John, you want to talk I'm about me? I'm glad video? you're good. <laughs> yeah, I can do. So, um, I played Mass Effect 2. 
uh, along with, with Drew. We're some relevant was... motherfuckers this week, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> For Phoenix, that hey, I got I've got a game to talk about that's not even out yet. So do I. Wow. Oh, my. He's talking about he's, he's, he played a beta. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I played some Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I managed to unlock um, May's golden skin. You know, nice. everybody's having luck on this run except for me. Like, I've got Symmetra skin so far, and I've unlocked like 12 boxes. I just oh, got Winston's. Yeah, I I'm, not, I'm not having luck in the year of the cock. I'm just not. No. <laughs> well, there you go. You got to um, embrace the cock, Ken. I'm trying. It's gonna let it inside of you, and then I, it'll it'll give you its gift. I welcome it with arms wide open. There you go. <laughs> oh God, we're back to it. Back to Scott stab. I swear to God. It's rooster, not cock. <laughs> you know what? Uh, cock. The year of the cock. <laughs> God. With cocks wide open. Oh. Go ahead. So, play some of that. Um, I've, I think I, I, I've maybe got four or five loot boxes. I've picked up a couple of skins. Most of the uh, their stickers and or sprays, sorry, and, and um, a couple of intros. But it was nice to get a, a golden drop out of one of those boxes. That was cute. Um, so, whilst we're on the subject of Overwatch, I also play Paladins. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, Paladins. Say so that game's not very good. No, it's really good. <laughs> what? Re- yeah, I was quite surprised. I've played, um, I've played like ten matches of that game, and I'm like, this is a shitty Overwatch clone. <laughs> it's no, it's it's it is a Overwatch clone without a doubt. It is not as good as Overwatch. <laughs> no, but for a free to play game, it's actually quite all right um so yeah the the overwatch comparisons are i mean it wears it on its sleeve i mean you've got characters that are all you know as le- legally as close to the actual overwatch characters as possibly can be without invoking activision lawyers all right uh, all right, so, all right let's let's give credit where credit's due paladins was in development before they even announced overwatch oh, God damn, yes but there's been show. a lot of changes and there's absolutely no way that you can call a blue large not a gorilla but has a lightning rod a massive like a um uh, like a knight with a, a shield that can cover you've got a Norwegian character that has turrets that may have been in development before Overwatch, but that's not a coincidence. I, I doubt it was in development because Overwatch was originally Titan, which has been in development for a very long time. It's true, but I'm just saying that they, before Overwatch was ever announced, the Paladins was already announced and been working on. Yeah, but they've definitely done, again, this, why not? If you're gonna want to attract people to a hero shooter, you're not going to copy Battleborn, are you? You're going to try and... <laughs> well, Battleborn's not a hero shooter. It's a MOBA. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cross between, but you know what I'm saying. You, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Um, but it's not to say it's a, it isn't as good as Overwatch. It, isn't, it doesn't have that quality, the Blizzard quality, but it's going to be free to play. How, how is the free-to-play market uh, like the model? There is no market yet because it's a beta. So as such, they don't have any microtransactions. But they are running on, from what I can see, they're running on two currencies. You've got the gold, uh, which is your 
in-game currency, the currency that you earn through um, unlocking loot boxes or um, taking place in matches, things like that. And then you've got these blue gems, and they are they seem to be the ones that will be uh, microtransactable. So they're the ones you'll be able to buy packs of. Do you, do you um, have access to every character in the game without uh, using currency, you though? You don't know no. no. No, not in the beta. And uh, that game is probably... trash, then? For well, a hero shooter? You need is... access to every hero thing is they start you off with about six and there looks like there's about 24 maybe um i played three matches and as such from playing three matches i earned enough loot boxes and in-game currency to unlock a hero in the beta so you can unlock them with the in-game currency doesn't have to just be the gems um it's basically five thousand gold or 200 gems and I've been able to. I played for maybe two hours, and I've unlocked uh, three characters. But, so but it's what. What I mean is that it's not that you can't unlock new heroes, uh, John. But it's just a matter of fact that hero in a hero spectacle game like that, right? Like a coliseum. Like you have to have counters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you know you're playing Overwatch, and then they got a bunch of snipers. You haven't unlocked Winston yet. You're fucked. You're just at yeah. a disadvantage, a huge disadvantage, and you cannot play that game properly. So it's, yeah, that's it, not, I that's mean, not good. it depends on which characters they give you. I'm not uh, familiar enough with them to to know which ones are the best for countering which other there's, characters. There's, there's a fucking um, dwarf with a turret. I did say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> game. Yeah. God damn. I um, hate, I hated that game. I really did. <laughs> it's but it's also it's got it's free to play, so they're going to have to make their money somewhere. So. Unlocking the characters is probably going to be the way it goes. I'm not going to say I'm going to play a lot more of it because I've got Overwatch. But I got in the beta. I gave it a try. It seems relatively robust enough so far. Um, But it is a free-to-play game. So for those that don't want to buy Overwatch, and there are people out there who don't, this is a good way for them to experience a game that has similar hooks. I, I, um, to Overwatch, but it's never going to be as good. I'm just saying, if you don't want to pay money for Overwatch, then you really don't want to play a hero shooter very badly. Yeah, maybe so. So Paladins is not going to satiate anything you want to do. <laughs> maybe, maybe people are just tight. Some people are just. I've got a friend who loves that, or really wants to play Overwatch, won't pay for it because he's a timer. He's a tight so so it's like, and I've been trying. You know, with there's three of us that play on a regular basis, and he's like the. When we play things like The Division and Call of Duty, there's a, there's four of us, and he won't buy Overwatch. And it's like even half price at the moment on PSN, and he's like, now look about None of his friends were just willing to just buy from him. I bought like four copies of Overwatch to give away to people at that point. He can buy his own bloody coffee. Eh, nice friends. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's called poor friends, Jay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't no, afford John's to... John's not poor. He buys collector's editions of shit all the time for himself. I, can, I can't afford yeah, to buy games tight. for myself, yeah. let alone for everybody else. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, yeah, I played that. And then the other one big game I played, and we will talk about this because it did come out last week, uh, Yakuza Zero. Nice. Tell me. Tell me about your experience, John. So, I have very little experience in the Accuser world. I think I maybe played a bit of one of the games. I, I could not tell you which one it was. Um, but it, I can remember it being a bit confusing. Maybe it might have been four or five or something. So, it was like quite, down, long, quite way down the line. Um, or th- th- I can't remember. Um, I, this game has been getting a lot of review, good reviews. Um, a lot of people saying it's a great place to start if you want. 
to experience a Yakuza game and the delights that it has, um, but without a lot of the confusing backstory because obviously the protagonist is the same and, you know, he's got history. So Protagonists. I got, or protagonists, There yes. are two characters. Um, Don't forget about Goro. So, I've just started Chapter 2. Um, so I've just been introduced to Goro. Um, it's bonkers. It's the most Japanese-ass Japanese game <laughs> I think I've ever played. Um, uh, a combat is a little bit... It's not fantastic, but it's certainly serviceable. Uh, you've got, with the the main characters, you've got three fighting styles. I don't know whether that's the same in any of the previous games, uh, but you... Uh, with... Um, uh, is it Kiru? You've Kiryu, got yeah. uh, Kiru uh, pronunciation. Um, with him, you've got like a brawler style uh, mode, which is kind of the first mode that you have uh, as you progress through the game and advance the story. You get then to unlock like a rush mode, which is uh, different attacks, different speeds, and it's got evasion. And then you've got beast mode, which basically is, <laughs> he can um, throw motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, he can pick up anything that's sort of any kind of object around you and just use it as a weapon, which is also quite funny because it's like, I've got like not just motorcycles, but also bicycles and, um, cones, you know, those, yeah, but those are things, uh, those are things you could think a person would pick up. He picks up a motorcycle. That's classic Yakuza though. Oh yeah. It's great. He's always been able to pick up ungodly (laughs) things and hit them people with them over the head. So it's, it's quite, you know, got those, uh, those different styles and, Things like like the beast mode's really good if you are tackling more than sort of three people at any one time because there'll be instances where you kind of got a whole room of people and that's good for crowd control. Rush is a lot better for one on one, I find, and then sort of brawl mode is when you're kind of two or three or four people. So it's nice you've got that variation of the, the different types of uh, of combat. Uh, you can level these up with this like very Final Fantasy ten esque grid system and instead of earning experience points that's uh, all of the, the the little nodes on those grids are unlocked with money and whenever you beat anybody up they they literally explode with money so you you know you're, you're punching them and all you see is like yen fly out with them in coins and notes and it's all a bit bizarre um but each style has its own upgrade node and then you've also got cp points which are earned through just exploring the world, advancing the story, doing side missions, um, doing activities. And you, they can be exchanged at uh, a, a CP exchange point and they can go towards um, giving you boosts to like more money when you uh, beat people up or um, uh, things like uh, there's these calling cards, telephone cards you can find. You've got a boost that will... Uh, you'll get an audio uh, audible alert when you're near one and those and that's i mean the, the telephone cards are hilarious because they're essentially sex cards that you find in in telephone booths in the 80s uh, but it's it's japan so you know why not um but it's the it's the little things the story seems quite interesting especially uh, uh kiru so far it's uh, so, uh he's he's a freshman in the yakuza he's been brought into the fold by his uh, adoptive father, who is a captain in the Yakuza. It all goes a bit wrong. He's framed for a, uh, a killing of a, uh, somebody in a, a, this slum. 
and it's all to do with property. It's all a bit weird, especially to start off with. Um, you get to chapter two, and then it goes over to Goro, who I've only kind of started his story. Uh, he's essentially a Yakuza. He's been demoted because of something that's happened. They haven't said what's happened yet, but he's running a, a nightclub for them. And he's like the best host in in um, uh, Osaka. And he's got all the best hostesses and he's his mantra is customer is king. So he's very much focused and he won't even beat up dodgy uh, customers because they're being, you know, they're trying to feel up the girls. He'll just humiliate them uh, instead. So he's very much about, you know, the customer is always right. Um, his story so far seems to be about him trying to get himself back into the Yakuza Um but again, I've only probably played about an hour and a half of his story. And it, you get a lot of cutscenes. It's There's a lot of content there um, by the look. So I can say I'm, I've just started Chapter 3. I'm not sure how many chapters there are. It seems to be that it's going to go two chapters with uh, Kiru, two chapters with uh, Goro, and then, and then switch and maintain that pattern. And I'm sure at some point their worlds will collide. Um but it's the small stuff. It's like um, going to eat in a restaurant. Will certain restaurants will make you friends with the restaurant owner, and that will then start missions. There's things like you come across a mission early on where um, there's a young schoolgirl who's basically being coerced into selling her used panties <laughs> on the street, and you have to go and investigate and and try and sort that out. It's very Japanese. I was going to say, that's a pretty normal side mission in that game. Just wait. But again, I've got no <laughs> kind of... Oh, right, okay. Um, no kind of... Con- I mean, it's... I have seen some screenshots going about of some other stuff that you can get up to and some stuff you'll need to do if you want to get all of the trophies um, that involve tissues. But, um, yeah, it's... it's There's something about it. What it I think it looks amazing. I know it's a... Um, originally a PS3 game. No, no. Or was it? No. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's a new one. It's. Yeah, I think one. it looks. You're, you're I think it looks amazing. Oh, okay. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks. Only uh, some people complained it looks a bit last gen. I do not think so at all. I don't know if there's like a patch with Pro that gives it a better frame rate, but it runs really smoothly. Um, the the colours that sort of vibrate from this neon Tokyo kind of the eighties vibe to it really look amazing um it's all japanese so there's no english voiceover which is fine because i kind of like that for, for for those games um acting seems really well done the cutscenes are kind of classy some of them are like stylized which is quite cool like in a, a kind of a comic form so you'll have cutscenes that are quite in depth they can go on for maybe 20 or so minutes and they're in game uh or it seems in engine anyway and then there's certain Game, uh, parts of the sort of cutscenes that just have like these animated comic book still things, and they they look quite cool as well. Um, it there's a lot of fun there to be had. Uh, the, I'm not sure if they stay in the areas. So, for example, the map I've got at the moment for say um, Tokyo, I don't know if that expands or if you go into other areas. Um, but there's a lot of exploring to do there. The map could be better. Um, it does kind of point you in the direction of where you're meant to be going for the main mission. Um, 
not all of the time. I don't know if that's a glitch or not, but it, there's a couple of times where it hasn't shown, which is kind of annoying. But it does at least tell you where you're meant to be looking. But it's still quite a big map, so it can be difficult to find it. And uh, it does highlight like side missions. So if you're doing a side mission, you've got a couple of steps to it. It will highlight on the map. You have to open the map up. So you can't just... It doesn't give you an icon on the mini-map in the corner. You have to actually open it up and, and have a look for them. So there's there's sort of small kind of archaic choices uh, in the design of the game, but nothing outrageous. And the other thing is the inventory. Oh, my God, the inventory is like No Man's Sky-style inventory. Um, it can fill up super quick. And to I don't know, if do, do you get to upgrade that at any point? Uh, the inventory is like that because you're able to carry around health items, which yes. can trivialize combat, so they made it very restricted because of that. But you have access to storage, basically, like any... Uh, telephone booth. booths, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's very easy to like store things away. You shouldn't be carrying too much <clears> stuff, honestly. Uh, is that unlimited, the uh, phone booth storage? Uh, Do you know... I mean, I've never filled it up ever in any of the games. I, I wouldn't know, but it's just pretty unlimited. Because there's a lot of side stuff to do. So I've already collected a couple of um, uh, toys from the Crane games. <laughs> and I played Space Harrier. Haven't found out run yet, but I'm sure I will. Um, karaoke. Uh, I know there's darts and billiards or uh, pool in there as well. I haven't found there's those, bowling, but I'm sure I will. bowling's in there too. It's, it's a real... There's a lot to do. It's like a GTA level of side activities in that game. The yeah, the, but it's got yeah, that kind of. Ridiculous. I mean, so for example, the I've, my favorite mini game so far is the the dancing mini game, which is hilarious. Um, the karaoke one's a bit troublesome because I don't like the way that the UI is laid out for it. Um, but I'll, I'll just get used to it. It's only a side activity, but it's there's a lot of fun there to be had and a lot of. Um, uh, side stuff that can distract you from the main game i found oh, yeah. myself spending a bit more time doing that stuff than actually following the story because it's fun but the thing it's... about that is that to me when you talk about games like uh, yakuza and their side activities it's not like the typical like a lot of ubisoft stuff where you have a bunch of collectibles of the exact same mission oh you got to go find this guy you got to go assassinate this guy tail whatever so it's like the same mission littered out through the uh, yeah. throughout the chapter it's, it's like a it... checklist right but not yeah. in yakuza at all no no right. they've all got their I mean, there are are certainly a a set number of side stuff, but they all have their... I mean, I'm sure there are ones that are similar in structure, but they've all got a story attached to them. It isn't like just go here, collect this, and, 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 you know, deliver it somewhere else. It's like, as I say, it's a a mission where you've got to talk to a schoolgirl selling a panties because her boyfriend's worried about it, and you have to come to a, a conclusion to that. There was another one where... Uh, a boy was waiting outside for uh, this shop for uh, the launch of this video game, and uh, he got the last copy, and then it's stolen, and then you have to um, go after the people who stole it from him, and that leads to uh, another um, interesting story. It seems that it might, on the surface, look like it's shallow side content to pad it out, but it certainly isn't on the experience that I've had. Um, It's worth seeking those side stories out. I haven't yet Filled up a like a friendship with anybody enough yet to see what that unlocks, but I'm sure that will then probably unlock more stuff and, and more side stuff to do. So it's cool. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, 
much more than I thought I would. Excellent. And it makes me interested for the the remake that's coming out of the first game. What did you say it's called? Kiwami. Kiwami. Um, I... But you still got I'm about another sixty hours. Uh, you still got another sixty hours where you can start Kiwami. Oh no, that's fine. It's not coming out from summertime, is it? So there's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. you ain't gonna finish Yakuza Zero by summertime. <laughs> I don't know. If, if, I, if, if you if really go for it, you stuff, probably can. But what's yeah. the last sixty-hour game you finished, John? Last sixty-hour game I finished. Did you Did you manage to finish Final Fantasy yet? No, because I'm waiting for the patch. Did you finish Witcher 3? No. <laughs> you see, you see I, I why I made that statement? I've already got a leg up on the pile here. Yeah, I, I did put about 80 hours into The Witcher 3 and still haven't finished it. Holy yeah, that's not a surprise. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, I'm scared. Between the main game and the two DLCs so far, I probably have 140. Oh, my it's, God. That's about right. See? I'm going to try because this one has got me hooked for, for at least for the time being. But I'm enjoying it. That's the main thing. I think yeah, if anybody true. like me is uh, a little bit scared of the Yakuza series because of the fact that it's been um, going for so long, and you know, each game with each game, I'm sure there's a lot of exposition that you would be better off knowing. This is a great starting off point. Um, you, you know, and. It, you're introduced to the two main characters that then go on uh, through the Yakuza series. I think it's a great way to do it. Uh, I'm just hoping that because this uh, remake that's coming out is a remake, that it's going to feel more archaic to Zero, which is a newer game. But maybe they're going to build upon that engine and it's going to actually include like the different combat systems and uh, sort of improve on stuff. So we'll see. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Yakuza 1's story is fantastic. Mm. That was originally PS2, wasn't it? Yes. It was that, that like, and see, it was voice acted back then. And, uh. <laughs> it was English voice acting. I don't, I don't recommend the English voice acting for Yakuza. Mark, Ham- Mark Hamill, though, man. I know, but I feel like for Yakuza, because of the theme and how it's central to the area of Japan, it being in Japan, uh, it being you know, narrated in Japanese makes sense. It certainly feels better with Zero in the fact that it is there is no English; it is Japanese only and, and English yeah. subtitles, and it kind of fit, adds to the authenticity. Yeah. I think it would certainly feel out of place if it but was English. I, I did not voice. know Mark Mark Hamill voice two in Yakuza one. Uh, Dojima. Really? Was it, was it Dojima? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, uh, well... I, I patch guy. Uh, Majima. Majima. Oh, Goro, he, yeah. he voiced Goro? Yeah. That's actually... I kind of want to hear that, actually. I played it's, the game before, but I don't remember it. It's actually really good, because, you know, he kind of plays a little bit of a villain in the first yeah. game. Yeah, I, I guess it's, he kind of did the Joker voice, huh, for Majima? That, not, work. not really. I mean, you can you can tell it's Mark Hamill. But yeah. it's just, just like, because they still use, like, the uh, the names and stuff like that. So he, like, I remember there was this one time where Kazuma was, like, I'm going to kick the living shit out of you. And he said, what are you going to do about it, Kazuma-chan? Like that. And I was just like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why really I think, that's why I think the um, English audio is probably not great for these games. 
It's so good though. Like go back and watch some of the the footage. I, I, I have the YouTube pulled up now. I'm gonna listen to it when we're done. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, uh, that's it. <clears throat> so we'll move on to uh, Jay. Yeah, sure. Uh, surprising for me, not not too many different games. I just uh, was uh, trying to finish off. Uh, should we should we talk about the big game, Ken? Should we just? I, lay I it think out there I now? think it's just you and me, right? It's just you and me. Yeah. Uh, you didn't play Resident Evil Seven, um, John? Uh, no, because I don't like horror games. Not okay. I'd I like. I've enjoyed Resident Evil games. I specifically one and two and five mm-hmm. um i'm one of those few people who really like five but this fair play to it it's it's reinventing that franchise i i can't play games like outlast and pt that uh-huh. my anxiety is way too high um uh, i've heard good stuff about vr um if you play it in short bursts because obviously with the headset on it can be a, a bit weighty and and hurt you a bit but i may pick resident evil 7 up when i can get it cheap maybe in six months time um whether or not i'll play it i don't know because i bought alien isolation for like i got on and off for like five quid it's still in its cellophane because i didn't Um, play it i I would recommend john like if you're one of the people that kind of have a hard time playing horror games especially the ones in first person right because Mm. they really kind of pull you into the atmosphere yes i recommend you like you know play during daytime and play with someone like, when you're I, playing I, with it, someone, that's actually a really good idea. It's difficult, though, in the fact that it's um, it, it's it just it's only because of my anxiety. I think it's just it, I, I I can't you know I have trouble moving my thumbs playing those kind of games, and it's it's pathetic. And I know I'm missing out on good games like Alien Isolation, like Outlast, because I well, don't play them. To kind of go into this, people think it's like Outlast. It's really not. No. no, but that doesn't have to be that like that in that sense. It's enough to. I mean, I played. I did drum up the courage to watch a couple of plays, uh, you know, playthroughs. Normally, focusing on like the first half an hour and forty minutes or so. Even that would petrify me if I was playing it. I've been thinking about maybe I should just watch a, a somebody who's really good um, at let's plays and maybe watch. Uh, so then play it because the story seems really interesting um from what i've seen you know that it, it doesn't feel like the silly resident evil stupid storyline that it's become it's it seems actually quite chilling and i kind of want to see that but then i'm thinking well if i do eventually want to play it i'd rather get the story from me being there so i, I don't know what to do on that on the on it at the moment Mm, that's an interesting thing, but like I said, like if you do ever feel like you want to play it, play it with other people, make it a social experience, don't just do it yourself. And not only that, pass the controller around if they're able, you know? Just kind of take turns and then be kind of a passenger on an experience. Well, I don't that's have friends, good way to go. and Laura don't like those games either. So, uh, Is she willing to watch you play it, though? Um, uh, probably. She watched me play PT, because I did get through PT. This I is, think PT's this a lot is scarier. This is R7. nothing compared to PT as far yeah, as creep factor. But PT yeah. had me in sweats. I really struggled, and that that was after watching videos of people playing it. Yeah, because I so I knew PT what was coming. Me the fuck out too. So yeah. this right. is this is maybe not, I will. This is not that that you know 
kind of renaissance of horror games that have come from the PC era. This is Resident Evil last Resident Evil in first person. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, why don't we just get right into it, Ken? Like, sure. I want to hear your thoughts first and foremost. Um, one of the things that this game, I, I felt, did a really good job is it's just really well designed. Um, everything from, like, the menus to the map to the, you know, the controls handle really well. It's It's very... There's only one point <clears throat> in the game where the game felt the need to tell me where to go. Because the rest of the time, the environment and the audio cues and everything else just was really good at pointing out where to go. Mm. Um, it's just really well designed and well paced. Like it's it's Capcom kind of nailed it with this design. And you know the trailers for this game and, and the marketing for this game have led it people to kind of believe it is kind of like an Outlast style game. And it is well. One- I think with the, the demos, obviously, because it was you were carrying your video camera around. I think with 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 the demos. That's so. that's. I'm not going to go into spoilers, mm. but the, your character in the main game never carries a video camera. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. Um, I did again. I did play the first demo as well. Yeah, so. it's it's those demos were not like this is. <laughs> if you, whoa, what was that? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, like sorry, cough. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, like the demos of this game, and even like the marketing for this game, like that is not. It's so weird that they did that. It's to to me though, Ken. Like I kind of like what they did because they hid so much of the game. Like the things that you run into and the basic concept of the game was hidden so well. Even beyond the promotional, the the things that you get your hands on, the types of enemies that you end up really fighting. Uh, and the situation that you find yourself in, that was hidden really well. Yes. And I, I kind of understand what you mean by, like, it feels like the demo does definitely feels misleading. But I feel like if they actually forced their hand to kind of show too much, I think it would have ruined a lot of the magic going into it. Um, or at it, least that's how I feel. It's It's weird because, you know, people like me, my main concern was like, this isn't a Resident Evil. This is an outlast in the Resident Evil world. And yeah, that's weird. what my concern was. But it's not. It's Resident Evil from a first-person perspective. Like, there's no Outlast in this game at all. Like, it's it's collecting herbs. It's finding stupid keys. It's combining items. It's backtracking to, you know, unlock shortcuts back to different places in in the area. I'm I'm being very vague for specific mm-hmm. reasons. <laughs> okay. Of course, of course. Um. But yeah, it's it's very like you get to the bosses. The bosses are slow and plotting, and you have to take them down with limited ammo. And yep. this is straight up Resident Evil ass Resident Evil. The the core of the game. When I felt, you know, the feeling that I had when I played Deus Ex: Human Revolution was that like, wow, this is a Deus Ex game. It might have a shiny paint to it. It might have like a different perspective with the whole, you know, cover to cover and third person and all that jazz. But this in its core is a Deus Ex game. And when I played Resident Evil and when I got to that first save room with the music. With the music, <laughs> with the with the box, with the storage box, with the save point right there yep. with items for me to collect. I was like, this is a Resident Evil ass Resident Evil game and I love it. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 very weird how that works. Another thing, and you know, everybody says this, but play this game with headphones 
because the audio team has done an amazing job oh. of, oh, yeah. like, you can hear the house settling when you're walking around, and it's kind of misleading at times, but it's also very ambient. Like, it, it, it just draws you into areas of that game that are just, just wow. This game. So, someone like myself, who is slightly worried about how I'll feel playing the game, um, does it have a pussy mode? Like, there's an easy, a, easy mode. mode. There is yeah, an easy mode, and you get more ammo and more herbs, I believe. And they also so, do checkpoints for you as well, so yeah. you don't have to worry about saving as much. Yeah, so, a, would I still get the same benefits story-wise? So, yeah. I'd be able to see the yes. story play out. Um, I've heard people say that there's more stuff unlocks if you play it a second time on harder difficulties, but I don't want to push myself to that limit where I will be too afraid to play it and miss and, and feel like I'm missing out on stuff if I no, don't. The, the unlocks in this game, again, are Resident Evil-ass Resident Evil things. So, for example, there's an achievement for beating the game in under four hours. When you beat it, I think you get, like, X-ray glasses. So it's like <laughs> it's like goofy stuff that the original Resident Evils had. Like, all of that okay. stuff has been carried over into this game. As far as I but know... story-wise, it's... Story-wise... Story-wise is there's, what it is. There's, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's four total endings, uh, two of each. There's a choice towards the end of the game. It's pretty apparent that it's going to affect how the game ends. Right. And you can make one or the other, and then things go two different ways, which I haven't seen the other way. I've only seen ending one. Uh, I've, I've seen both, uh, and there's two endings, yes. Okay, but I think there's variations of the two endings, but the, that choice makes the big differentiator between the two endings. Hmm. So let, let me um, ask you this without going into spoiler territory. This is going to be a hard question. I already know what you're going to ask. Let's hear it. Does it connect at uh, all? I knew he was going to ask that question. With the other the, Resident Evil games. We can't answer that question. Yeah, we... I, I, that's, that in itself is already a spoiler. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just answered my question. Yeah, it does. So No, he really didn't. Did, did I, though? Did I? I mean, that's that's your interpretation of what I said. And what I said was, if I were to answer that question, it'd be a spoiler one way or the other. And the thing about that is that whether it does or not, I will say it does so... Within the context of its own universe, okay. if you get my drift, because okay. this is this is its own game, you know, it's it's got its own story to tell. But the thing about it is that it tells a very Resident Evil story. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that the writing is amazing and it's gonna have you at the edge of shit, but it's intriguing, and you peel layers of the mystery as you progress the game. You listen to the the was a dialogue of the other characters. And also, you find a lot of different files where you get most of the context of what's really happening. Okay. You know, it's got it's got some hints of kind of like the itchy, tasty kind of vibe going on from here and there. Trying to figure out like what are the last moments of this person that you see, like you know, his dead body, and seeing their thoughts, and you know, it's written down on paper and what they went through. And they have a lot of that. I, and I loved looking for every single file, trying to figure out exactly what's happening, the mystery behind it, and what is the true antagonist of this particular game. And because it had me feeling really you know, interested and compelled to figure out what was happening, I was basically enthralled throughout the whole game until the very end. Also, right. also to, kind of, to kind of capitalize on what you said, the way they handle the videotapes, the videotapes yes. are optional. You don't have to do them. But, let's, without going too much into it, 
there are multiple options in the videotapes that can affect what happens in the game. Really? It's very interesting, and you won't notice so, it. So and, you play the videotapes? Yeah, they're kind the of like uh, they're they're the way the games they're the game's way of handling flashbacks. Okay, gotcha. So they so fled, you so they, you actually control and shit while watching videotapes. I don't know how you could solve a puzzle towards the end of the game if you hadn't played a certain videotape. You okay. can't. Yeah. You can. Yeah. It's gotcha. it's very and like I said, there are things in the videotapes that can affect the present because they're in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting how that works. Huh. Okay. So you know, if you let's say if you unlocked something in a videotape that happened in the past, that would remain unlocked. If you took a bunch of things, that would no longer be in the present because you took them in the past. Yep. Understand? So that's those are the kind of concepts that you're working with, and it's really neat because it also gives a lot of context to what's happening. Because you find out, you know, the memoirs of these people and what they wrote down, and to actually see what happened to them is a whole different story. Yeah. Okay. So here's my last question for you: Would this be a game of the year contender for both of you guys? It's in my it's in my top five. Easy. Yeah. So far. Yeah. This okay. this takes me back to RE one. Feels good. Oh yeah. I mean, hearing that just means I want to play this. Yeah. You know. It, it, you should I'm you should not have the fear that I had. You can't, Dre. Going you can't. into it, you got to do Witcher. I will beat the Witcher. Hundred and forty hours I worth. Yeah. <laughs> I can do. I can do that. I mean, fuck. I beat you the know, Witcher one too. The, the the thing about that is, Drew, like, like no one's gonna spoil the Witcher three for you at this point. Everyone's over that game, but the amount of spoilers that you're gonna have to dodge for Resident Evil seven in the past month and a half yeah. or more that it would take you to beat Witcher three. It's going to be a fucking minefield. It's going to be inevitable. They're going to show you... You're going to see thumbnails of the ending. You're going to see like you know other stuff coming out in the DLC. And it's going to ruin that for shit. The for DL- you. And that's what should, I mean. You should probably finish it before the DLC comes out because the DLC is about the ending. It is. It is. And it's coming out in spring 2017, which is soon. I'm it, looking at the fucking Steam page for Resident Evil 7 right now. Drew. Drew, I'll give you permission to play it before you finish the <laughs> You have permission. There you go. You're rich. And also, Drew, just, just red box it. Just red box it. You don't have to buy it. Uh, I mean, I kind of want to own the game. I own all the other Resident Evils. Okay. Yeah, Ken, Ken, we have effectively broken Drew's will. It's, Good job. It's, it's, well done. I think it's because, like, like me, he had that fear that this wasn't Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I honestly had no desire to really play this game day one because of what I thought that game was really going to be. Because I was like, this is not Resident Evil to me. Yeah. You it, know, it, from it, all the things I saw, I never played the demos or anything like that. But every time I heard somebody's impression of the demo, they were like, oh, it's scary as hell, but it's not Resident Evil. It's Resident Evil. It's it's the most Resident Evil game we've gotten since Resident Evil 3. Yeah. Well, Cold Veronica, technically. It's okay. Re- it's Resident Evil. Here you go, Drew. What did you just send? Oh, God, he's sending you one of those CD keys websites. Be careful of those. Those are gray market-ass keys, but they usually work. They usually work. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll actually uh, take away the access to the key that you have. Because uh, it's like it's stolen this is why I just buy legit. You know, it's not worth the money. These, these, the, I've used these sites several times. They're quite reliable. Well, not quite. They've always been 100% reliable for me. The last time I used one of these was to get an Xbox Live uh, card. And it was so fucking weird because I, because <laughs> I, I sent them. I, I said, all right, I want it. It was like I think it was like twenty nine nine nine, 
And uh, they said, okay, we need your phone number. I'm like, what the fuck for? So they, so I sent the phone number. They said, text back to say that this is really you. So I texted back. And then I got a picture on my phone. Somebody took a picture of a code and sent it to me. And it worked. And I said, I think I may have just stolen something. <laughs> well, they, this, <laughs> site, pay for it, but yeah. um, this site doesn't do any of that. You pay with PayPal and they email you a link to the code. It isn't a scratched off picture of a code. It is the code. Okay. And I've bought probably 20 Steam games um, from them and some uh, cards, you know, credit cards for like, PSN and Xbox, and I get the email instantly. Um, if I was going to do it, it might be that way because it's, um, it, it, as I say, it's th- less than thirty quid, which is. You know, yeah. Also, just a note: I don't know how much you care, but I have it on Xbox One, and you get it on both, and it's uh-huh. it's oh, it's yes, it's a hundred percent seamless. Yeah. It's very nice. Mm. Like my save just crops right up, and then I can continue on the PC. It's and it looks good on the PC. Like yeah, I really want to play this on PC. Yeah, like it. It was nice to be able to play it on my Xbox and then you know cruise over to the PC and just pick right back up. Mm-hmm. So problem is you're paying Xbox prices for it, and they very rarely get a price drop. And I, I pay. I I didn't pay Xbox prices for it. I paid manufactured standard retail prices for it. It's sixty dollars. <laughs> well, which is how I'm much the off. game is. <laughs> I'm like I'm like two seconds away from clicking this button, but fucking hell. I'm, I'm kind of nervous now. No, I tell you, CD keys is fine. Drew, I'm, I'm I'm holding your holding your hand throughout the internet. Just do it. <laughs> All right, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm doing it right now. All right. So, uh, uh, anything else on Resident Evil? It's it's you um, should play that game. My, what you've said is is piquing my interest a little bit more. Um, it's good. I'm, it's real okay. good, and, just... and it's real good. Uh, uh, after okay. Resident Evil Six, dude, there Capcom has so much to prove. And I feel like this is just not just a step in the right direction. This is a leap forward into the right direction for me because of the tone of the game. And this is not just based on the nostalgia. This is just based on all the fresh experiences that, I, that I've had recently uh, based on the horror games, like the first-person shooters that I played, the Outlast, the, you know, the, the first-person games where you have no weaponry and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like the, the classic claustrophobic uh, nature of first-person really catered well. With how the the level design in particular was 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 done because of the tight corridors and everything. It's very and even though you have like a, game, yeah. Yeah, even though you have a, a decent amount of weapon, I was really trying hard to get land those headshots. You know, get the make the best use out of my equipment and the items that I had, because you know I know how it is. Like there were some times where I thought I was going to run out of bullets, and so I would just basically reload my save and then just try that fight again. Just so that I can conserve bullets by, you know, picking better shots and uh, being smarter about the which weapons that I was using, and uh, that's a good feeling. Like it felt like a survival horror game. Yeah. The only question that I have is, and I know you don't want to go into spoilers and how it, how if it links to the 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 whole Resident Evil universe, but um, six isn't required playing. I'm not going to miss out anything because I haven't played six. No. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 good. It's it's uh, one of those games where if you've never played a Resident Evil, it'll be okay. But if you have, you know. Well, I know enough about the Resident Evil universe. I think, um, you know, layman wise, uh, I say I didn't play six and I haven't played four, but I've played one, two, three, and five. Um, I did pick up you, four, five, and you've six. Heard, you've heard a lot of the Resident Evil lingo. Yeah. Okay. 
you know yeah, you uh, know what the the uh, the early games were about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know who the Umbrella are, T-Virus, G-Virus, yeah. um, you know, all of that stuff, uh, Wesker and, you know, the main characters. Um, I, you know, say so I don't know the ins and outs. So when you look at that franchise, I mean, it's what, the 25 years old, 20 years old? 1996, and I think. So, it's... so yeah, 20 years old, and they've got a lot of games, and that canon has become yeah, it's, uh, quite it's Quite mixed. complicated. Um, but I know that I know the main theme, so uh, I might give it a shot. It's essentially you need to know it's a biological weapon that was the mm-hmm. zombie virus in the original game. Yes. Yeah. The biohazard thing, and also lastly, the the you know thing that I wanted to address is that people are worried that you know the game might be too short for the asking price. And what I'll say is that yeah, you can beat the game. I beat it in nine hours for my first playthrough. But the additional difficulty that that unlocks called Madhouse, and what that does that that not only makes the enemies stronger, but what that does, it remixes the various items around the whole level yeah. and enemy placement and the type of enemies that you face. And it's an excellent way to do a, a harder difficulty mode because not only are you, uh, you know, faced with more difficult foes, you're not, you're, not, you're not even sure where the items that you picked up in your previous playthrough are anymore. And uh, it actually really makes things tense. And the fact that you have to actually now find cassette tape to save <laughs> instead of just saving normally, you know, you know, basically ink ribbons again, right? So the Madhouse difficulty, I think, is a must playthrough after normal. So, you know, based on those two playthroughs alone, that's going to probably be about 19 to 20 hours. And for, and, you know, in terms of whole content and the amount of hours that you spend playing a video game, I think that's more than fair. Yeah, my only gripe about this game is that Capcom is putting out DLC on Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah. The first the first pack of the DLC for the season pass drops on Tuesday. Oh. That's pretty quick. That's yeah, that is that's quick. that was done. That's I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy the season pass, but Yeah. That that really I'll upsets me that I'll I'll play the free one that comes out, but the season pass, mm-hmm. um I will wait to hear how all the uh, what it is turns out and then maybe I'll pick it up down the line for like 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, that was pretty painless. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Told you. Thirty nine ninety nine for a brand new copy of Resident Evil Seven, and they did ask for my phone number. Oh my god! And then I they they texted me a pin, which I then put on to the website, and then they said, "Okay, you're you, and here you go." Jesus Christ. I am now downloading Resident Evil 7. And right. they are sequentially also making a bunch of new credit cards. <laughs> <Yeah, absolutely. laughs> well, luckily, I use my PayPal, and at least that's slightly secure. Yeah, that's that's the best way. I mean, again, I've never had a problem with them, but they give the option for PayPal, which is, to be fair, if you're ever worried about those type of sites, the ones that are a bit dodgy, don't ask for PayPal. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and like I said, you know, that's a big release, I think. Obviously, the 24th, we got Yakuza 0, we got Tales of Berseria, we got, you know, Resident Evil 7. But Resident Evil 7 was the game that I knew would be the shortest. So that's the one that I really beelined and got to and finished. Uh, I've also been playing Tales of Berseria for review. I got a, I got a good amount of hours in, but that's a long game. Uh, what I'll say is that I did not enjoy Tales of Zestiria, which is the the predecessor to this one. And even How many though the games are they got at the moment, they've, uh, they've, there's a lot of the Tales games. Well, I think I read somewhere the other 10. day there's 17. Yeah, there, there's just about as many Jesus. Final Fantasy games as there's Tales games. Uh, that's a, that's a long running series, and I feel like 
the series as a whole been kind of stagnating for a long time. And uh, Tales of Berseria, even though it shares a lot of its, uh, you know, a lot of the similarities between its predecessors, it takes a story in a different direction, which I actually quite enjoy. Because in this one, you're not playing, oh, we're not, you're not playing the chosen hero out to save the world or some amnesiac person that's trying to, you know, reclaim their past and all those JRPG cliches that I'm, you know, frankly kind of tired of. But in this one, you're kind of playing as a bad person. And you're trying to kill the hero of that world because of your own personal selfish reason. And you get your own ragtag of criminals and demons and other people, undesirable elements, and you gather them up to kind of create this, like, force for revenge. And you're kind of, like, outcast in society. And it's a much much darker story as well. And it gets started off pretty quickly. So on the front of the story and the characters, I really enjoy it. I mean, there's still some lighthearted elements as well. There's some good humor. The skit system always is uh, phenomenal for Tales games. And the combat engine seems much more fluid. And uh, was it? Uh, I guess it's more involving than the one in Zestiria, which I felt was kind of button mashy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really liking Tales of Berseria. And uh, Drew, I'm excited to hear about uh, your thoughts because I know this is going to be your first Tales game when you get to it in about a year and a half or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I own multiple Tales games. I own Tales of Zillia. I own Tales of Vesperia. Um, I just never played them. Uh, we're gonna, you know what? One day I'll, I'll be on Phoenix Town. I'll make you play Tales of Vesperia or something. That, that's probably we'll, we'll get ready because I, I have a feeling sometime. In the next couple of weeks, me and you are going to be talking about Danganronpa 3, technically. Uh, is Matt going to be joining us? or are you going to have a... Nice, good. we gotta, we got to finish off that series in the right fashion. That's right. But, um, uh, yeah, so let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. What is your favorite Tales game? So, this is a tough one. Like, I have a favorite Final Fantasy game easily, but I don't have a favorite Tales game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really like Tales of Vesperia. I really like Tales of Abyss. I really like Tales of Symphonia, but I don't know which one I like the most out of them. At all. I know like, my buddy is a big Tales fan. He loves Tales of the Abyss. That's his favorite. Abyss is a very good one. That's another one with a with a untraditional storyline is what I'll say. And mm-hmm. it's just really polished on the formula they put out. There's a 3DS version of Tales of Abyss, uh, which is actually pretty decent if you ever want to you know, check that out. And Tales is a very, very much a, a celebrated series. And for very good reason. You know, they have this kind of pedigree. They've been building up on the foundations of the various different types of gameplay. And um, they've done well. And even though, you know, they've been kind of a few that's been stagnating, like the Zysteria and Zillia 2, I think, was kind of a bit more overdone than it needed, it needed to be. But I think Tales of Berseria is uh, heading towards the right direction. I think they are addressing a lot of the problems that the fans had with uh, the series. Because... Like, Tales, especially, is hugely popular in Japan. Um, Obviously, not as popular as Dragon Quest or uh, Final Fantasy. But I would say it's probably the third most popular series of the bunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's saying a lot. You know, probably, like, over, like, Shin Megami Tensei and stuff like that in popularity. And they got railed because of Zestiria and how that game was received by fans. So they took some some time uh, to make this one. And this one feels good. Hopefully, I'll have the review done in next week. Uh, have it all finished up before like Neo comes out because I think that game's gonna take over my life for a while. But uh, yeah, the only I've been only playing uh, two different games uh, this week. All right. Again. So Ryan, be alive. 
Yes, I'm alive. Okay. Sorry, I had muted it to, uh, so nobody would be um, caught off guard by my coughing spells. Um, so I played some more Witcher 3 this week, which isn't really a surprise. I'm making my way through the, uh, the Blood and Wine DLC. But most of what I played was the For Honor beta. Uh, did anybody else play it? I have um, not. No, I, oh, I, played the last, I played the last beta and was like, okay, I want this game. So I didn't I didn't want to build up a bunch of you know unlocks and things for a game that's not out yet. Yeah. So um did it so did did anybody other than Ken play the alpha? No. That's a game that I'm oh. definitely gonna play when it comes out, but uh I haven't tried any of the uh the beta or alpha yet. So it's, Drew J I have not. You, you both specifically need to play this game. Why us because, specifically? Because it's a fighting game. Really? I don't care what it looks like. It's a fighting game. Yeah, okay. It kind of um, is. There is. There's a 1v1 duel mode um, that is most specifically a fighting game. Um, but, I mean, feints, parries, um, it's a fighting game. Okay, so here, and, here's my thing, and I, I have a feeling you're going to make this comparison. Okay. Is it Bushido Blade? It is. <laughs> it, it is without the one-hit kills. Right. Um, so it, um, it, so it's, it's easy to get it confused with like a third-person action game, especially when you're playing Dominion, which is uh, four versus four um, with other sort of minions in there too. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... Um, the goal is find another hero on the battlefield and duke it out. Now, sometimes you get attacked by more than one. Um, you will almost always lose if you try to fight two people at once. So you have to try and pick people off or hope your teammates pick people off. Mm-hmm. Um, once you're engaged in combat, it's a fighting game. You have to... There are three stances. There's left, right, and up. Um, if they attack with an up attack you have to block with an up or you have to block with up on the analog stick same way with left or right um the there are each character class has special moves uh, that you can do for example i play the orochi which is a quick samurai um you you can't block for very long so your blocks are more like um you got to block right when they're attacking versus just holding the block in that direction but you can dodge a lot faster, and he has a move specifically where if you back dodge and then hold the heavy attack button, he uh, like squats down with his sword and sits there until you let go of the button, and then he rushes forward and slashes sideways um, and spins his opponent. So you can get kind of behind him again. Um, it's, it's a fighting game. That's the best way for me to put it. And... Um, the strategy in the game is fantastic. It's it's almost um, it's almost overwhelmingly deep if you go into it just playing it as a third person action game. Um, if you just rush in trying to button mash, you're going to get killed fast. Mm. Um, especially if you play one of the harder classes. The three classes that are unlocked from the start are what they call vanguard classes. Um, basically, easier to defend and um, those classes you can probably button mash a little easier, 
but once you start getting into the more intricate classes, you got it. You got to know what you're doing, um, and you got to be able to know when to block, know when to parry, know when to dodge, um, and know what special moves are available for your character when you do each one of those things. Um, because some of the characters have un well, they all have unblockable attacks, but they're all generated in a different way. Um, so. For example, the class I play, if you dodge in the same direction as the person's attacking from, like right at the last second, he'll do a deflection, and then your next, if you attack immediately after, it's unblockable. So you can kind of sneak in a couple hits. The other thing is you can interact with the environment. So, <coughs> excuse me, if you are next to like the edge of a cliff, you can guard break by hitting the square button. And it'll kind of knock your opponent's sword up in the air. And then if you hit square immediately afterwards, you'll do a shove. And you can shove them either forward, backward, or left or right. So you can shove people off the edge of stuff um, or into spike traps or um, fire into other mm -hmm. stuff. So uh, My biggest question to you, uh, to you is that it sounds like a game that is very time sensitive right like you know you gotta really pick your spots like the parry and the blocking you gotta be really quick right yep um how was the net code did you feel like you were getting screwed over by lag a decent amount of times or it's, just everything's good it's a beta um the only issue i had with net code was it um uh dropping a couple times mm. um Let, let's I, let's be fair a little any. bit it's it can't be a beta the game's two weeks out no no no, no. sure it's a sure. glorified demo, <laughs> right? But um, I didn't, um, I didn't have any issues with netcode. Now I'm not saying okay. there aren't any, um, but I mean I, I didn't. And um, when I played in the alpha, we didn't. I think we had one match that that lagged a little bit, but other than that, the rest of them were pretty smooth. Yeah, that's and, that's uh, very yeah, that's very important. Mm -hmm. Now I have seen some people. I'm not a person who's sensitive to frame rate. Um, I've heard a couple people talking about frame rate. But I don't notice it, um, and I. Um, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not a pat yourself on the back kind of person either. You, uh, what platform were you playing on, Ryan? PS4. PS4. Okay. Yeah. Um, so hmm. I'm. Um, I haven't noticed any issues yet. I've played multiple um, player versus player Dominion matches, multiple player versus player duels. Um, I haven't had any issues with the netcode. There's also um, you can play player versus AI. Um, and the AI is great. The um, the AI plays pretty similar to the way a human player would play. Um, so the uh, it's definitely not you know easy mode if you're playing against AI. They they're they're pretty smart. They know what they're doing. Um, but uh, I'm really really looking forward to the full release. I know the campaign's supposed to be kind of tacked on, but uh, I'm looking forward to giving it a shot anyway. And uh, yeah, I it's awesome. Uh, like we don't hear about you t playing a lot of like multiplayer games, Ryan. So I I just assumed that you just weren't into like PvP kind of games. So hearing hearing this about For Honor from you actually makes me a little bit more excited because it feels like yeah. you have really high standards for PvP games. I'm not I'm not a multiplayer game person, mostly just because of time. I don't generally have time to be online playing with everybody that I want to play with. Right. Um, I used to be really into multiplayer games. I mean, Ken knows we used to play stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, specifically, Ken and I used to play a lot of multiplayer fighting games, but, 
Um, I just don't I don't have time for that kind of stuff anymore. This though is a game that um, I am really into, and um, uh, you know, like I said, I said it on Twitter. Drew mentioned it already. It's essentially the modern version of Bushido Blade, which those two games um, are two of my favorite games of all time. Um, and um, you know, this one this one kind of feels like those. The only Thanks. thing it doesn't have is the um, in the one on one duel is the uh, the cheap one shot throwing weapon uh, <laughs> kills from Bushido Blade. Um, but uh, there's there's some things. I, here's here's my hope. My hope is that um, the, this this uh, game paves the way for more games of this type, and eventually maybe gets us back to that true one on one fighting game where you can wound different extremities and all that kind of stuff like we had with Bushido Blade. But this is about the closest we're going to get as far as I'm concerned. Very nice. It is good. I'm I'm, I'm in. I'm looking forward to it. And I guess I'm going to get it on Xbox, even though I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, ask Drew about this because, you know, whenever you go out there and you ask all these people what system they're going to play on, they all say PS4, and then they all don't play it. Yeah. If yeah. there's if there's one thing I will tell you is that you know Justin and I played a lot of that alpha and we're in like we enjoyed the hell out of that game. Okay. So I'll I'll buy it on Xbox. You can play and, with us. Uh, and I'll play with you guys. Absolutely. So. I mean, we play Overwatch almost nightly. So I don't care about that. But I'm just saying <laughs> that we we actually play. So Yeah. I mean, I I'm pretty consistent on Overwatch with I've actually met a, a good amount of people on PC to play with. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so. we will play because we, we really like that game. And I know a lot of people will say they'll play, and then they'll play for like a week, and then they'll stop playing. Yeah. So. Well, I'm uh, – either way, I'm uh, I'm pumped for it to come out. I know we got a couple weeks. But, uh, it's uh, on Valentine's Day, right? That game comes out. It does. It? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's an odd day for that game to come out. Yeah, February fourteenth. This, is, uh, this yeah, is, is not a game I'm going to regret um, spending my money on. Yeah, mm. it's it's a good game. I had a lot of fun with the Alpha. I probably played it for about five hours. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. I'll wrap it up. Uh, well, we were talking about Resident Evil. That was a that was a good game. Um, played a bunch of Overwatch. I'm having the worst luck with loot boxes there, as I mentioned earlier. But the game I want to talk about is Injustice Two, <laughs> as I got to play a whole bunch of that this weekend. I'm so happy you got the beta, Ken, because I know you were fiending for such a long time when you didn't get it initially. I was like. Damn, I didn't. I didn't get wrong. it from signing up on the website. <laughs> I had to. I had to call in a favor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to know people in the business. <laughs> so I played about thirty matches. Um, man, that game is good. What's the difference between that one and Injustice One? It's definitely the loot system and the level up system. <clears throat> So, as you pl- as you play the game, uh, it and I don't know if it's th- th- again. This is a beta, like this is a beta ass beta because there's four characters. They all have the same move set. Like the game's not even tweaked per character. 
So they are literally just testing netcode. Every move is the same for all four characters. Uh, what are the four characters? Uh, it is Atrocitus, Superman, Supergirl, and Batman. Uh, Wait, Batman has the same moves as Superman? Not the same moves, the same move set. So, like, every character has a down to forward one, down to forward two, down to back. Oh, you, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. So, gotcha, like, all okay. of their moves are the same, so you can just, you can jump into any character and you know what they're gonna do. You just need to know the timing and the, the range of the moves. Um, but yeah, like, almost after every match, you'll get a piece of loot. And um, I didn't know this, but all the characters level up individually. So as you play them, like each character will level up, and also your overall level will level up. So like your player level, um, kind of like Street Fighter Five. Um, but one of the things that really annoyed me about Street Fighter Five is they hide that information. Like they tell you when you level up, but you don't ever see like a bar or like how to level up those characters. Yeah, how much more experience to the next level. Yeah, it it never shows you that. And and I don't like that. Like if you're going to let me level up things, let me see a bar, you know. Um you earn the loot in the game and you can set loadouts for the different characters. So I think there's 5 in the beta. Um and when you get a piece of loot, you can equip it right there um in between matches. Uh it's it's worth noting that this is literally a beta. There's no training mode, there's no there's nothing. There's just online player match. That's it. Okay. Uh, and I played about 30 matches and only had lag one time. Wow. Uh, that's it, that's saying something for a fucking NetherRealm game. Yeah, well, they you know, they implemented that, uh, that GGPO style uh, into MKX towards the end of its life. And mm-hmm. um, they carried that over into this. And the one match that I had lag, luckily it happened right at the end of the match. So it wasn't really a big issue. Um, but you can have five loadouts for each of the characters, and there are, I believe, five different pieces of, of loot that you can acquire, and they are level and color-based. So this is straight-ass Diablo mixed in. And what were we talking about, like gauntlets, boots, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, so it's like like for Superman, you can you can get a new headpiece, a new, uh, new arms, new legs, um, a new cape, and a new chest piece. So like his emblem. Uh, what does these loots do? do for your character. So they they have different things. So like some of them will give you 10 extra strength. So like your attacks do 10 extra hmm. damage, which 10 and and all the characters have like like stats. So if you go into the menu, you can see their stats. So like Supergirl has like 1100 power and like 600 defense or whatever. Um and these this loot will give you boosts to that. Um there will also be boosts to things like your special moves do more damage, your interactives, your interactives in the environment do more damage. Um, and I know this is concerning for balance purposes in a fighting game. Yeah. Um, but I never felt like I lost a match because I was under or overpowered. Uh, I would hope that they would just have a mode where you just play with regular ass characters and you're yeah. not allowed to use equipment. They're probably that'll be fine. They yeah, probably yeah, be will fine. be. Uh, I I don't doubt that there'll be a hopper that is just you know vanilla characters, right? You know, um, it, it sounds a lot like the gem system from like I don't know from like Street Fighter Cross Tekken. It is or... it is, but what's nice about it is these and and this is where I get into this is these pieces also alter the look of your character. Oh yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me. Which is really cool because like you'll get, like, the classic Superman emblem for his chest. 
you know, and then you'll equip it, and then you'll go into the match, and, like, he'll look completely different from the other person. Uh, there's also, and I, I don't know what these are, because either I haven't leveled up enough to unlock them, but there's two slots called abilities. I don't know what those are. Um, and there's also a place for colors. So, like, I guess you can unlock new color schemes for the characters. So, as far as the gameplay for Injustice, is it kind of remain the same for Injustice Two? Yeah. So, like, it, uh, you know, the circle button or the B button is designated for your superpower. Superpower, uh, which uh-huh. you know, Supergirl's is the the laser beam. Um, Superman's is still you know power up, make him strong. Power up. Yeah. Uh, Batman's is still the batarangs. You know, Atrocitus okay. brings out Dexstar, which is kind of fantastic. Okay. You, you can also get loot for Dexstar. The, the first how's legendary the, that I unlocked was was a was a armor for Dexstar. So how about this? Um, how's the abilities like the the super attacks? Okay, I'm just gonna tell you one because they're pretty fucking fantastic. Uh-huh. So Batman's is he brings in the Batwing and it grabs you by the legs, and then it flies up into the air and does the Michael Keaton scene from the movie where it goes in front of the moon. <laughs> It's kind of fantastic. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. Actually. Yeah, like somebody did yeah. that to me when I was playing online. I'm like, okay, that's pretty fantastic. Um, commentary between characters. Like, if you're a DC guy, you'll nerd the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like hearing Batman criticize Supergirl and then her telling him that he's old. Is- Do they have any like uh, need like special intros? Depending on like which characters you kind of like the how they did with Capcom versus SNK back in the day. Oh, absolutely. So like uh, depending on the characters that are talking, like Superman and Supergirl have different conversations as they come out, and it also um, brings over the Mortal Kombat X. So like when you're on the character select screen, they'll hit each other with special <laughs> moves. All right. It's it's very personalized as far as the characters go, and and the dialogue is is varied. So like I you know I was playing online and for some reason this one guy who I I like smoked like six matches in a row he kept rematching me. <laughs> so we kept seeing this you know the same two characters and I think I only saw one dialogue back and forth between them repeat once. Oh that's nice that's a good variety. Yeah so there's a lot of stuff in that game you know Nether Realm has always been good about presentation so. Mm-hmm. But yeah it feels like it feels like injustice you know back to block um the the X button, which is your which is your third attack, can also you be used as a launcher for juggles. Mm-hmm. Um, Supergirl has Scorpion's teleport, so be ready for that. Oh boy, <laughs> she is uh, she is she's by, gonna be the Scorpion. Yeah, she is by far the most used character I fought against online. Uh, screen transitions. Yes, I saw one. Um, like I said, there's only two stages. And, you know, when you're playing online, people aren't really trying to do that. In fact, most of the people I played never even did their super move. So I could tell there's a lot of people that have never played this game. Uh, nobody was launching. Uh, the one screen transition I saw was pretty fucking fantastic. Um, so, uh, but the moves, are the moves for the returning characters the same? They feel the same. Um, I mean, there's obviously some differences. You can still meter burn. You can still do all that. Um, but like I said, all the moves, like the motions to do them are the same. Like Superman still has the scoop. He still has the fly across the screen punch. He still has the heat vision. Uh, Batman still has the grapple hook that pulls you towards them. Yeah. Uh, he still has the, um, where he flips his cape up and it's a parry, you know, like those are still in there. So I think the characters returning are going to have a lot of the same moves and feel the same. Okay. So they're trying to make it 
kind of you know continuous yeah it, it, like you know like Ryu's always had the same fucking moves it seems like yeah, exactly and, and that's how it feels here like it feels like they have the same move sets but maybe like a, a variation on them okay so it did take me a few minutes to get into the feel it feels tighter than the first injustice i don't know how to explain it like the first injustice felt kind of loose and fast and this one feels a little tighter and it just took me a few matches to get used to but once i got used to it it was it was like second nature so, okay. but no, I'm I'm stoked. I'm almost pissed that I played it <laughs> because now uh, like, you, you spoiled it a little bit. For you yourself, know, well, yeah. it's it's not that I spoiled it. It's that now, like all this loot that I'm getting, and you can destroy mm. loot too. And like, I don't know what it does, but like, you can go into all your old loot, like in Diablo, and destroy it. I don't know if it gives you gems or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, Ed Boon has said that he will not sell loot. He said that in a recent interview. Well, that's good. Uh, that's yeah, something yeah. that Street Fighter Cross Tekken didn't do. Yeah. He said that they will not be selling loot, that the only DLC will be, like, the premium skins. So, but yeah, I don't, I, I hate, the the reason why I'm pissed on playing is because I've got all this loot, and now what, what do I do with it? You know, like, it doesn't carry, you know, and I have all four characters up to, like, level five now, and, like, <laughs> when I start over, it's, 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 they're all going to be level zero. Yeah, but it's not like it's only a few hours, right? No, leveling a character do though. I don't know yet. I think it unlocks more stuff like colors and and abilities and stuff. I I really don't know. I'm gonna have to play more to find out. But you know, I I understand that it's not gonna carry over. Fine, fine, fine. But this beta runs for a month, and I don't get to play the game for like four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which What's is, the stages? Uh, Metropolis and Gotham, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the the Gotham one is in front of the theater, so. Mm. Yeah. It's there's a lot of DC love in there. If you're if you're a fan, they've always done a good job with that. First Injustice was fantastic. Yeah, this one feels like it's going to be on par, and of course it's it's Conroy doing Batman, so. They haven't said the Joker's going to be it, have they? They haven't said it, but I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, Harley's in it, so. Think Ham will come back? I'd say if they do the Joker. Well, he didn't do the Joker in Injustice. No, he didn't. It was uh, one of their own people, which a lot of people were upset about, but, you know. Yeah, if, if Hamill's not going to do it, then you can't force him, you know? No. But Conroy's in it, and I know uh, Harley's, Tara Strong is doing Harley. Um, Superman sounds like the same guy from the first game, which I don't remember if it was Tim Daly or not. Get uh, John DiMaggio to do the Joker. He did a pretty good job in that one. Yeah, get Troy Baker. I mean, he seems to be he'll he'll always do something, right? Mm-hmm. And he did the Joker in Origins. Origins, yeah, that's pretty good. But no, I I wish the game was out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to add any more characters or stages or anything to the beta, but it is running for a month. So I know they're pushing out more codes all the time. So I'm hoping I can get in it. It's real good. It's real good. S- stay strong, Ken. That's all I'll say. I'm trying to stay strong. To stay strong. I, you know you know what helps? Um, what? For Honor, uh, Horizon, uh, Near Automata, uh, Zelda. There's a few games coming out between now and Injustice that I think will... I, I don't know, Ken. They'll sound like a bunch of PC indie games that nobody knows about. <laughs> they probably <laughs> suck. The fuck's this Zelda game? What's Zelda? Know, dude. Never heard of Zelda. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of what's coming out this week, Double Dragon 4 is out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Did did anyone actually put up an interest for reviewing that thing? I I don't. I, I requested a code because I figured somebody would. If and if not somebody, I would review it. Right. But it's okay. Double Dragon. I mean. It's yeah, probably, I hope it's good. It's probably all right. Right. Who's it made by? It's made by the original guys that made Double Dragon. Okay. Uh, I think. I know way forward did Neon. Yeah. No. This is they brought back the guys that worked on the originals. So. Uh, Abzu is coming out physically for the PS4 this week. Uh, oh, I actually haven't played that yet. I you should play, play that game. It's real good. Okay. Uh, Digimon World Next Order. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know about that game. Is that a sequel to the Detective one? I don't, I don't know. I haven't played. The only Digimon game I've ever played is Cyber Sleuth, and I had issues with that game. Even not, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I had, I had some issues. All right. The next game I'm going to say, I got a review code for yesterday, and if anybody wants to review it, speak now, forever hold your peace, but I'm expecting crickets. Dynasty Warriors God Seekers. How do you make a tumbleweed noise? <laughs> I don't... It's high noon. It's high noon. It's high noon. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't realize that until like a few, like like a month ago, that when he oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't goes by. Yeah, you know, you know, like, what the fuck's that tumbleweed going by? I was like, oh, because he did his high noon. You want, you want to hear one of the worst ones? So on, uh, what's the name of the map? Uh, shit. There's a map. Uh, it's a two point map. Um, there's a giant wall that has a big painting of Zarya on it. Moskaya. Uh, I have, I had, I played that game for two hundred hours before I noticed that she was up there. <laughs> I, Did you I notice a giant that. fighting robots in the background as oh, well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I see them yeah, when okay. I'm writing the little thing in uh, for the second point. I can see right. them, but... Wait, I Drew, mean... you never noticed giant robots fighting in the background? In Volskaya Industries? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, they're... I don't even notice them, and I've only played it for about 10 hours. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah. Wow. I never noticed that. Yeah. So, like, there's I so many... There's giant things. Murloc in Hanamura. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right there. But like the the Zarya pick, I I didn't see that for like the longest time. That's pretty funny. I turned around and pointed it out to Justin, and the funny thing is, he's like, "I never saw that before either." I've I've never <laughs> seen that before. I've never it's seen a giant Merle. This is right there. Yeah, I've never seen the giant robots fighting. Oh god, yeah, there. the giant robots fighting. Like I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, "Check that out." Where are they at? At the first point. They're on uh, the yeah. When you first come out of the room to the left across the ocean. They're over oh. there fighting in the city. Well, yeah, take a look next time you're there. And then when you're riding the little platform into the second point, there's one stationary back there. Oh. He's just hanging out. Like, hey, what's up? Are those, are those the robots that are like in the... The Sombra. The thing, Sombra? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you. Uh, Hitman, the complete first season, comes out this week. Highly rec- Ryan, are you getting on that, buddy? Ryan. I think he's dead. What's that? Ninjas. Are you getting on that a Hitman game? It's coming out a uh, full package. Uh, I don't know. Um, I will eventually. Not right now, probably. Okay, okay, yeah. I but like it. I said, I, I think you would enjoy that game a lot. Yeah, I love the first the first part of it. So I um, uh, I will just probably not right now because I've got other stuff I want to play right now. Gotcha. Uh, knee deep. Anybody? Knee deep in nope. what? It's just called Knee Deep. Uh, Wells. I'm doing well, thank yeah, you. That's just that's the name of the game. Um, 
Here's the deep in wells. So if you're going to name a game something, there's nothing more appropriate than this game, which is called Kill the Bad Guy. But well, what point, are you supposed to do in that game, though? I think you're supposed to um, do some strategy to rebuild an economy. I think that's what okay. you're supposed to do. That, that makes sense. Uh, I will read. Oh, cool the, bad guy. I will read you the description. Kill the bad guy is a puzzle-based game with a seemingly calm, utopian atmosphere, but in actuality, it is a veritable playground for which to serve vile, evil doers their just desserts. So, players, pull up a seat and tuck in your bibs because it's about to get messy. <laughs> Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't want to see what this game is now. Oh, man. Yeah. Make them bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom night. <laughs> oh, snap. Thanks, Mighty Number no. 9. Snap. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for releases this week. Let's see if Bloody Boobs is still coming out for the PC. Bloody Boobs. <laughs> the bad thing is, is like when I when I brought up Steam to download Resident Evil, it was still on the page for Bloody Boobs. I'm like, ah, god damn it. Because <laughs> I had to look that up to see if it was real, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Um, Alright, so that's, that's what's coming out this week. Let's talk about the news. There was quite a bit of news going on this week. Um, you going to talk about those two uh, games that came out on PSN that look god-fucking-awful? Oh, I don't even Legend wanna... of the Black Tiger. The, the one that I got yelled it? at for, for calling out? Who yelled at you? We yelled at you. I, I, someone on Twitter. Someone on Twitter got mad. They were like, "That's bad journalism." That you know, you should don't you should, do it. Don't wait, do wait, it. hold up. We're we're journalists. What's that that was about? my first response. Is like, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a game enthusiast. I like. Yeah. That's right. Also, goddamn awful. Oh my god, yeah. that Life of Black Tiger and whatever that other one was. Like, I can't even say the name of it. Like, I don't remember the name of it, but it was like part two of something. It yeah, looked like it looked, it looked like, like made it in MS Paint. Yeah, it looked like somebody drew it in MS Paint and then animated it. And like you, you think PSN doesn't need some kind of you know? D- Digital yeah, they, Foundry did a video on the life of Black Tiger. And they did it. it to, they like, did oh it to God. Soul. They did it to the Soul Blade intro, and that was pretty fantastic. Uh, it does. Sony need to step up their game because stuff like that should not be allowed. That's on that's like that reminds me of like the old Xbox indie marketplace. You know the whole oh, dumpster yes, truck yes. full of garbage that was there. Oh man, that, that's what it reminds me of. That like ninety percent of the games had like girls with boobs on the cover. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They were like forty cents. Yeah. yeah, and like there was one of them was like make a baby baby maker simulation or something. Oh god, that was bad. Or we, that we, that one game where you fought the the pigs and then that guy got yeah, mad at you. Yeah, we used to we used to do videos of those indie games, um, uh-huh. just picking out some of them. And I guess what was it? The guy that did the audio for that game, the music, like got pissed at our video, saying that we didn't know what we were talking about. It was a good game. <laughs> and that like was three years after we published the video. Yeah, that game is not good. It's it's terrible. <laughs> Man. <laughs> But we did discover it's not good. We we did discover um, Techno Kitten Adventure, Techno Kitten Adventure, which is still one of the best games on that that service. Yeah, <laughs> there was a couple of games on there that like we did the videos of, and the the developers were like, "Hey, thanks for looking at our game." Yeah, yeah, like what was it? Billy the Kidney Bean was one of them. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah, he was he was legitimately happy. He was like, "It sounds like you guys are like Mystery Science Theater, and it and it's fun." Yeah, <laughs> that game was actually not terrible for what it was like because it's like yeah. a two dollar game or whatever but 
th- there were some genuinely bad ones, and I and I I think those guys knew, and they were just kind of happy that people were playing their game. Yeah, the problem with the Sony stuff is like the le- the life of Black Tiger is like ten bucks. That's unacceptable. If you pay you ten dollars for that game, you should be shot in the face. It's ridiculously priced. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little harsh, but all right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Go watch I, a YouTube I video. Some bad games before. No, go watch know. a YouTube video of that game and tell me you'd pay ten dollars for that game. Oh, I didn't yeah. say I'd pay ten dollars for it. I I also don't think you should be shot in the face. Well, I don't have yeah. a I don't have a gun. <laughs> it was slightly so, harsh. Uh, anyway, news this week uh, that Nintendo Switch Pro controller went on sale and then and it's gone. Of course it is. It was 20 minutes on Amazon is how long it lasted. Uh, which is kind of funny because, wow. you know, we were... And, and we talk about this, but, you know, we were over here criticizing the price of these accessories. Mm-hmm. They sold. <laughs> I, I'm Depends pretty on sure got, but... all, all of Nintendo manufacturing is done through a one guy's garage, is what I'm <laughs> feeling. <laughs> this is one guy's working day and night, making Nintendo classics, making those pro controllers... Just working his ass off. Just can't make those demands, man. It's tough. Well, I got my pre-order in, so I got one. I'm pretty happy. Uh, speaking of the Switch, uh, Oceanhorn is coming to the Switch. If you now, played... that's the Zelda game, right? Yeah, yeah. If you haven't played that game, you should go fucking play that game. That game's great. Love that. No, it'd be game. nice but... to have a Zelda game on the Switch at launch. Uh, there's already <laughs> one. <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, EA Community Manager is either the biggest troll that ever lived... Or is teasing Skate 4? Because he tweeted hashtag Skate 4. <laughs> that was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I meant three! Can you imagine that was? I uh, meant to write Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as a note, uh, if you have EA Access, which again, I cannot stress enough, is one of the best deals in gaming. Uh, they're putting Skate 3, Bejeweled 3, and Madden 17 are the next games coming to the vault. No, no Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Well, you get, uh, you you get, get the get trial. Yeah, you get a ten-hour trial of five days yeah. before the game comes out for free. Is that still? You, I mean, I can't believe that's actually still coming out next month. Yeah, or well, it's month scary enough. <clears throat> yeah, it's coming. Man, Jeez, okay. Happy. I'm a little concerned about that game, man. I have, I guess, like, I yeah, Mass Effect Three wasn't as nearly as good as two. But I feel like I should be more excited for Andromeda than I am now. I just don't think feels weird to me. believe it's coming out. That's the thing. I mean, after the the debacle with Mass Effect 3, everybody has a little bit of trepidation when it comes to the next game in that series. I, 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 don't, I don't, because I had no problem with the... It no, was, I didn't either. Was, What's your favorite color? Mass Effect 3 was so, good. Yeah, Mass, a, Mass Effect 3 as a game was fucking fantastic. I don't, everybody's like Everybody's complaining over... A five-minute portion of a twenty-five-hour game. Well, my issue is, is that you made all these fucking choices <gasps> throughout the entire series, and all of a sudden, none of those really fucking matter because they're going to give you three colors to choose from. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> most Telltale games' choices don't matter either. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm not defending Telltale either, though. Yeah, no, but I'm saying there's not been a game that does choice relatively greatly. Oh, let me sure. introduce you to one game called Alpha Protocol. Well, maybe okay. Let yeah, me let me true. rephrase that. There's not been a game that's done choice really well that doesn't play like dog shit. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that game plays 
okay after you get upgrades. Okay? No, no, yeah. that's that. That sounds that's... like the biggest excuse I've ever heard for a game in my life. No, it plays I, okay I'm... after like thirty hours of upgrades. Okay, nah, it's just like <laughs> five hours. The Witcher <laughs> does choice pretty good. Yes, it does, and it's it a has, good game. It has a fifteen-hour difference in content by which choice you make. That's a in pretty three good or deal. two. Well, I know in, two. Well, does. in two, in two, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's a pretty. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty heavy choice. The the um so this isn't this isn't a, a spoiler at all, Drew, just in case you get concerned. Okay. The the ending of Witcher Three depends mm-hmm. basically on what you do in like four different interactions. That are kind mm-hmm. of yeah, you don't even throughout. know. Exactly. You don't right. even know that they're that important, but they are. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So basically I'm, I'm, I'm sca- I like it, like every time I you guys talk about the Witcher Three, it scares me. Because I just don't, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to fuck up anything. You're not gonna fuck up. Just play. See, that's what I don't it's like. A, it's a video game, Drew. It's fine. That's what I don't like. Like when when you weren't on the show a couple weeks ago, John was talking about playing through Mass Effect using a walkthrough. I'm like, they just who cares? Just play your game. Oh, I'm playing my Mass Effect. If you listen to the podcast, I'm playing straight <laughs> Renegade, and it is glorious. That's what I'm saying. Just play your game. Don't. I did shit that I didn't even know you could <clears throat> do Mass Effect too, and it's. Kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Because I, I never, I never did Renegade play. Oh, Renegade! Don't be best. a jerk to Garrus, or I'll, I'll hate you. Garrus. Is no, bad. no, no. Nah, everybody on my team likes me. Okay. They just good. sometimes don't agree with my methods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to save the done. world, Drew. Yeah, it's it's a rough job saving the world. Sometimes <laughs> you got to shoot some people in the face when that right trigger pops up. All right. <laughs> Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, speaking of Mass Effect, will not feature crossplay, and the PC version has an uncapped frame rate. Because hmm. that's apparently news sure. now. So. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Obviously, it should. <sighs> well, it's, it's, <clears throat> the fact that we're talking about it is news. The frame rates are news. And the PC version will run on PC. No shit, really? <laughs> uh, I, I think the PC version will actually probably look better than the PS4 and Xbox One version. I don't, too, so I don't believe I don't believe your lies until I see a press release or I see a mm-hmm. Digital Foundry <laughs> article telling me which version is the best version. Yep. Because everything that is not the best version is utter dog shit. Of, of course, it's, it's completely unplayable. Yeah, I, I don't know how you guys play that game at 900p, 30 frames a second. <laughs> Fucking plebes. It, it dropped to 28 frames one time, and I just vomited. I, 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 I threw it away. I threw it in the toilet and flushed it. Yeah. It's just projectile vomit all over my screen. I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Codemasters announced Dirt 4. That's cool. Yeah. This year? Yeah. In May? I, I, a lot of people are like, oh my god, how did they make Dirt Rally in Dirt 4? Uh, Two different teams. Uh, no, it, it's... It's off-road cars in the dirt driving. I'm sure there wasn't a whole lot of asset change. <laughs> I'm not saying Is that Code Masters popular. It, like, and, yeah, it's yeah. in Europe. It's very popular in Europe. Okay. Yes, yeah. Dirt's always been a pretty solid series. No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but the fact that people are like, "How did they do Dirt Rally and Dirt Four in the same year?" I'm like, well, uh, it's kind of also bear in mind that Dirt Rally was out before it came out on console. There was a, there's oh a yeah, on the PC. It was an early access for like six months. That was like. Yeah, it was quite a while. It was in early access, and they have, they're a pretty big team now. Codemasters have taken on a lot. I mean, they took on the uh, Drive Club team when they got laid off by Sony. Oh, They've got shit. multiple. That studios. means this game is going to be broken at launch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evolution Studios were fine. 
Oh, come on. You know I can't not make the drive club joke. That game was broken for like 12... It's like... This is hilarious. I saw this quote the other day from the the Master Chief Collection developers. They're saying, yeah, we might... uh, It might not be done, our fixing of that game. And I'm like, wait, what? It's still broken? Yeah. I've heard they've given up. It's like that bad. Well, there you go. That Fucking one, hell. That one, that one kinged it. Like, Drive Club was the king for the longest time, and now it's the Master Chief Collection. Way to go, guys. Way to stay broken for years. Yeah, like, literally, like, three years. Yeah, woo! Way to go. And you know what sucks is, like, that was, like, one of the best collections that was ever announced. It was like, value-wise. Yeah. Oh. You're slamming four Halo games in there with a remastered version of the greatest Halo game of all time, Halo 2? How can this be bad? Well, let me show you. <laughs> Come with me, boy. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> uh, Gears of War 4, Xbox One to PC, cross-play multiplayer is now available. So social quick play. Uh, you still can't do ranked, obviously, because let's be fair. Keyboard mouse. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not fair. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 uh, went Kickstarter this week, because that's what you do now when you announce a new game. Um Obsidian's game hit its goal of one point. It was raised over one point one million dollars in twenty three hours. Balance Saga three as well went this week, didn't it? Uh, those uh, games have the proven record now. Like, was it the the first Pillars of Eternity came out right on time? It was amazing, uh, exactly what the fans were looking for, and boom, they got their funding right afterwards. Let's say if you know they want to make Mighty Number no. Ten, that's probably not going to happen on Kickstarter. Well, yeah, that just goes to show that people are willing to trust a proven success yeah. as opposed to something that was half-assed and I mean, well, you, and, and you look at my number nine. My, my number nine consisted of a small team who really didn't know what the hell they were doing. Obsidian been around for a while. They've made a they, few games. They've made yeah, a few yeah. games. But what I mean is that like games that have come out of Kickstarter that go on to have another Kickstarter will be successful, always. Like yeah. if Yacht Club, after Shovel Knight, goes on Kickstarter again and say, yeah, we're making another game. They'll get funded in one day, I'll promise you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I will probably kickstart that one. That if yeah. there's one company I will kickstart, it'll be Yacht Club Games. Yeah, I, I Although, should. Um, is, what's the next one that they're Spectre doing? Spectre of Torment. That, yeah, Spectre. Yeah, that one is. You play as Spectre Knight. Is, is that DLC, isn't it? Yeah. Or Shovel Knight? It's not separate, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're essentially separate campaigns, just like uh, Plague Knights was separate. And that was free. Inspector this one, one is not. I don't think. <laughs> no, I think no you but you gotta give them some. Give them some. You know, I've given Shovel Knight money three times. I bought it on three different systems. <laughs> yeah, I did too. So yeah, I own Shovel Knight way too many times. But yeah, anything about that because Steam World and I've bought those multiple platforms. Uh, Dead Rising Four is getting an update that makes the game harder. Uh, it's oh, also boy. getting a free. Tr- well, a lot of people complained because it wasn't Dead Rising. You know, like it. It was just you mean dead super, rising hard. Yeah, it was super easy. Um, so they're adding that mode. They're also making a free trial, so you can check the game out. And they're adding Street Fighter outfits for Frank West. Oh man, including that Cammy, Cammy outfit, outfit is scary. <laughs> are they paid? Uh, the the difficulty in the trial obviously are not. I don't think the outfits no, the are. Outfits. No, I don't think they're. Oh, okay. Um. Halo 5 is getting classic helmet DLC in February. I don't, uh, I don't know. Okay. What, I don't know what that means. Uh, Resident Evil 7 shipped 2.5 million, which has now pushed the series to 75 million lifetime. Oof. 
What a series. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Ace Combat 7, which was announced as a PS4 game, is now coming to PC and Xbox One. <laughs> what a shock there. Gotta mm. make your money, man. Uh, Tekken 7 got a release date. That's out in June. Yeah, baby, Tekken. Uh, Overwatch hit 25 million players. That's its new milestone. Cool. Um, the Spectral Knight DLC will be free. Just really? Like my DLC. Yep. Wow. Yep, that's, all included with the $15 Shovel Knight purchase. That's Amazing. impressive. Eventually, eventually, Yacht Club Games is going to have to like go do something else because they can't just keep giving. This is. I, I hear this is the last DLC, and they're already starting to uh, work on their next game. Okay, I was going to say these guys need to like make some money, right? Make some money, yeah. <laughs> yeah please give them some more money so they yeah. can keep doing some good jobs. Yeah. I don't. I don't want this thing to end. You know, give yeah. them some money. They're they're like the next to me they're like the next CD Projekt Red. They're not, you know, as big, but the way they support their games is unparalleled. Yeah. Uh here was the big announcement this week. Square Enix has announced that it's it is signed on with Marvel to do games in the upcoming uh Marvel series. The first one being an Avengers type game from the boys at Crystal Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Which pissed me off because I was praying that they were gonna work on Sleeping Dogs too, but they're, they're not. No, no they're I'm not. pretty sure the Avengers is going to make a few more dollars than Sleeping Dogs. Too. I will, no, absolutely. I'm a little bit apprehensive because there obviously is going to be uh, parallels to the movies, and we know how they can sometimes turn out. But this seems like they've thought long and hard about this deal, and Crystal Dynamics, great developer. So maybe we can see some actual awesome Marvel games. That'd be great. What are the last few games that Crystal Dynamics made? Uh, Tomb Raiders, both Tomb Raiders. Raider. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah, they have the chops. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I love Crystal D. Going back oh, to uh, the the 3DO. I imagine. Excuse me. I imagine they will probably be games similar in style to Tomb Raider. Yeah, third person, third person adventure action. game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just hope they're not linked to a film release because that's where that can always go a bit wrong. But by the sounds of it, it's all they're going to be self-contained in their own part of the MCU. So there's, it seems like they're going to have their own unique stories and they can be done at a different pace to the movies, which is what you want to hear. It'd be nice to have a third-person action game where you play as a different Avenger on each level and then they yeah. all kind of their stories all link up. Imagine a four-player co-op game where everybody plays as a different Avenger. That'd be cool, too. <laughs> I just think Marvel finally wants their Arkham game. They want a yeah. really, they want a really good, you know, game to put to their license. Yeah. Well, they picked a good developer, so yeah. Crystal crossed. Dynamics is great. Although, really weird about the announcement of this because it's like we're doing this. You're not going to hear anything for another year. That's a little bit odd. That's Disney, though. Disney does that shit all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Marvel also still has that. Spider-Man game coming from Insomniac, right? That's not coming out this year. Uh, no, yeah, probably 2018. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft started rolling out the new dashboard update for the Xbox One, and they've removed the snap feature. It's gone. Which Does is... B still take you back to a game from the main menu? <laughs> That's what need to fix. Um, you guys are just never going to be happy until it doesn't do that. Nope. Yeah, yeah because it's fucking annoying as shit. I was almost tempted, almost tempted to get into the 
go back into the preview program and i thought nope 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 and apparently it was a good thing because there are some big bugs in that preview uh, build but uh the removing of the snap feature also frees up a ton of resources to the system which uh makes it apparently move super fast good so and also the double tap is gone when's that coming uh spring just okay. whenever it's done but yeah, the yeah it's a single tap now isn't it single tap brings up the guide a double tap will take you home so or you can just hit it once and then hit the A button <laughs> that'll take you home um, or you could just hit the B button a bunch of times and take you home too. <laughs> not when you're in a game dumbass um, that's not news that's not news I hate there's, there's so much fucking Stories out there that are not news. Like stop, stop reaching. Got to get those clicks. Oh my god! Uh, Prey release date confirmed. It's coming out in May of this okay. year. Yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> sure. And so it's that's not full. So that's the Bethesda game for this year. Is yeah. that what that is? Okay. I'd sure. say I'd say Quake will launch in the fall. The free to play Quake. Mm, right. Which probably won't do great because it's a free-to-play PC game. Mm. Which I'll play it. Who, who plays those anymore? Well, I mean, Quake Live didn't do great. It was free for a while. I mean, it's fucking Quake. Like, if they would just do a fucking real Quake. I still think they're going to announce Wolfenstein this year and release it in the fall. I think that's going to be their fall game. The, the new probably Wolfenstein? Yeah, Wolfenstein 2 or whatever they want to call it. Sequel to the New Order. Hmm. The first one did well enough to warrant a sequel, so... Also, what the fuck is Mikami doing? Evil Within's like three years old now. Yep. What's Evil Within 2. Uh, we talked about Injustice, but uh, the stream that happened this week, uh, Ed Boon showed off Robin. That's the newest character to show. And he also teases that there will be a lot of obscure characters in the game. We'll see. John Constantine, finally. We'll see. We'll see, Ed Boon. We'll see. <laughs> Don't believe his lies. <laughs> He's the yeah. best at it. He's the best troll on the internet. It's pretty funny. Um, you want me to read the news story about how Resident Evil 7 fits into the universe? Do you want me to read that one? <laughs> no. I'm nah, kidding. I'm kidding. I've got, I've got it downloading right now. Okay. I want to hear about it. Um, I think you should stream it. I, no. I don't understand why. What? Like everybody says, you should stream this game. This well, necessarily is, because of the experience he had with Outlast. You know what? He gets quite scared. This is my experience with my game. I don't need to share that shit with nobody else. Fuck you! It's my game. <laughs> uh, the Outlast stream was good, though. Mm-hmm. Screaming like a little girl. I like how John's Which, over there I'm criticizing you for it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because that would up in me. <laughs> Maybe John just wants to play vicariously through you, Drew. Watch your stream or something. That's his yeah. own game. <laughs> um, we already talked about Banner Saga. Well, I think that's it. Unless sure. I missed anything, anybody can think of. Nope. Just scrolling down through, I don't see anything else. There was a new patch for Final Fantasy XV that added Moogle stuff. Yeah, the Moogle, the carnival. Mm-hmm. Going it's like a, it's like the Diablo thing. It's like a timed event or something. Holy yeah. shit, dude! Diablo events almost over. I haven't even logged on yet. Yep. 
Uh, we got some emails. First one uh, is from Henrik. It's uh, titled Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Did, did he, it, did it, he say it like it's that? It's even in quotes nerd voice. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, it says, hey guys, uh, I trust you've had a great 2017 so far. I finally started playing Final Fantasy 15. Let me start by saying I've never in all my years of gaming had so much trouble getting into a game slash gameplay as this one. Uh, after nine freaking hours, it finally clicked. Uh, to preface, I've watched the anime series and the movie before playing, so the story is easier, although stupid, to take in. Uh, I'd recommend, no, I implore people to watch those before playing. It makes a world of difference. Uh, now my dilemma. I have a lot of games to get through, so I thought I would go through, uh, main quests only. Speeding through the game, the game gets to goes to a point quite early when it says, hmm, nope, fuck you, go grind side quests. Uh, I've been content with uh, that in any other RPG, but the way the travel system is set up in Final Fantasy XV, I absolutely loathe it. Yeah, I do too. Here we come to my second point. The fucking car and roads. They are completely unnecessary. The cruise control simulator, it could have been called, it feels really lazy. Adding that, uh, the gameplay mechanics are wonky as fuck when there are more than three enemies. No wonder I was fuming after nine hours. But then, Chocobos. Oh my lord, what a change. Why didn't they center <laughs> the game around Chocobo riding? Such a Chocobo. You know Chocobo. what? If we're going to have this conversation every time I say it, you're going to run out of things Stop to saying say. it. No. You, you Chocobo. Motherfucker, just in this podcast, you did... How do you say inventory? Inventory. <laughs> Inventory is what you said earlier. Yeah. Nobody I, corrected I like, I you. Know wh- I, I don't know what he meant when he said that. Inventory. That's how you say inventory. No, it's not. It is. See, nobody said shit to you. Uh, the feeling of the game totally changes <laughs> when you have your just because you're damn British. Your customizable <laughs> companion. The map opens up in a totally different way. Now I know you can have played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, as have I. In fact, I got to level fifty-four, but then I had enough. This Final Fantasy fifteen feels like an unfinished MMO. The game is so clunky and has so annoying solutions like the fast travel system. Not to mention the convoluted fighting system. <clears throat> you can hold down the attack and dodge button, which the tutorial does not really insist on, making the game so much better. Uh, small things like that, I actually learned more hints from my brother, that is to say Mr. Reddit himself, about the fighting system uh, than the game tutorial and pop-up hints. I have such huge issues with the game, and I'm only on Chapter 7. But it's so good. I hate myself for saying it. I don't care about fishing, cooking, any of the skills, parts of the story, etc. But there's something about it. God damn it. It is my most frustrating good game of 2016. You know what? He sums it up pretty much nicely for me, too. Because that camera is god-fucking-awful. Oh, that thing. Um, and the loading times. The loading yeah, times could... are bad. The the How you travel in that game it's is fucking-horrible. Mm-hmm. Um it, it makes up its mind when it allow you to fast travel. Yeah, I can't fast travel here, but I can here, and then there's I really no difference you between have the to two. Have, you have to have parked your car somewhere for it to be able to fast travel. Yeah. He says, looking forward to Chapter 13. Heard nothing but great things about it from you guys. <laughs> All right, I did Chapter 13 <laughs> this morning, and I didn't think it was that bad. It was long and a little tedious, but I was just like, eh. You're, you're prepared for it, though, with all the I, I was said. I was kind of prepared for it. I was like, okay, I know something's going to happen here. <laughs> and 
it happened. I was like, okay, well, here we go again. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, next email comes from, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce this, so I apologize. Uh, Sajad? S-A-J-J-A-D? Is that, is that correct? Sajad? 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 Okay. He says, hey, gang. Silence. Are they silent? They might be. I'm okay. not sure. But please correct us and let us know. Uh, but he says, hey, gang, long-time listener of the show, first time writing in. I actually got hooked on your show through my brother, who's been listening to you guys for years, and swore you were the best of the best when it comes to gaming podcasts. Wow. Flattering. <laughs> I don't Wrong, even believe but... that. I'll, I'll just say thank you instead of being a dick like everybody else on the show. <laughs> I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying. Um, I recently moved to Maryland. Uh, li- sorry, recently moved from Maryland to New Jersey to accept a new job while getting acclimated to living on my own for the first time in my life. I was pondering on how you guys ha- uh, may have fared in a similar situation. Mm. Um, mo- moving? I guess moving away from your family, because his questions are after this. Oh, uh, uh, I don't. I don't have. I mean, I've always kind of lived close to my parents. Yeah, I have uh, too. That that reminds me when I went away for like college back in the day. Uh, and um, I don't know, it's just like a different experience. The thing about humans uh, that you have to realize is that our ability to adapt is tremendous. You know, sometimes it'll, it'll, it might seem difficult at first, but you'll <laughs> you'll start getting the hang of uh, like a routine you'll start to follow. And everything else will just click. And just know the fact that everyone that's close to you and is important to you is always just a phone call away. And, uh, you know, once you realize that, it's, it's all good, man. It's all fine. The world is a lot smaller now with things like, you know, Skype and... Uh, you know facetime and stuff like that it's probably uh, a lot easier now to move long distance from your family than it was 10 years ago so that's always a good thing <laughs> or you, you know see a friendly face or you know 20 years ago when i did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't even um, have a cell phone what are you talking about yeah same here when i first moved out from my uh, my mum's into my own abode i was 18 and that was oh good god you want to 22 get, years ago. I was going to say, you, want, you really want to divulge that information? Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. His numbered question says, have any of you guys ever spent the holidays alone or away from and away from family? Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. Uh, and did you replace the alone time by gaming the entire day away? Uh, I spent mine finally getting through my gaming backlog. Did it totally suck, or did you find a way to make it better through gaming? Mm. I seem to work on every holiday, so yeah. <laughs> Um, I spend a lot of time away from my family when, uh, I try to, when I get off work, obviously go see my parents, stuff like that. Uh, this Christmas, I actually finished Doom <laughs> on Christmas day. So that was fun. Yeah. I, I've, I think I've been fortunate enough to have every Christmas with, uh, you know, family members, maybe not always yeah. the same family members, but, um, I've never been on my own over Christmas, which is, I'm glad because it, it must feel a bit daunting having, being on your own on Christmas. I'm not a religious person either, but it's a big holiday and, and it must be a bit daunting to be on your own. But I think if I was in that position, yes, I would again. Yeah. I, I've never been alone for Christmas. There's always been Me neither. somebody there. Um, he says, I finally started to learn, started learning to cook for myself. Was just wondering if hey. any of you guys are fond of cooking and are natural chefs in the kitchen, or do you mainly rely on your significant others to do all the cooking? I love to cook. 
I yep. enjoy cooking yeah. myself. Yeah. I did cooking for a living. I don't like cooking anymore. Really? <laughs> I, I, I did not know that, Ken. Yeah, I used to work in a restaurant. Yeah, you were. Well, Donald's doesn't count. It wasn't. It was like literally. It's. It's not like a fancy joint, but like it was mm-hmm. like an actual like sit down restaurant. Okay. Yeah. The sous chef over here. Yeah. I. It, it was. It, there's nothing fancy about what I made. You know, I'd make things like you know hamburgers, Rubens, you know, steaks, things like that. Sure. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Ignis over here. Here is Iggy over here. <laughs> I don't. I don't like cooking now. I prefer. I'm. I'm a very terrible person. I abuse my body. I just go eat fast food all the time. You know. Uh, to, to me, I think cooking is like a wondrous thing. It's. It's like a science science experiment that you can eat at the end. Yeah. Like uh, that's just like a wonderment thing because once I go into the kitchen, I think about what I want to make, and I always put a twist on the recipes that I'm familiar with. I try different spices. I try different ingredients to see what kind of thing I would have, and sometimes they turn out to be. Kind of bad, kind of worse, and yeah. you know, rarely it turns out to be better than ever. And for those brief moments when it turns out so much better, and I discover new things, it, it's great. I, I love it. But I, I wish I would do it more often. But I, I say I would cook maybe like uh, once per day. Like I don't cook like all my meals, but uh, once per day is what normal for me. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, there's nothing. It, sometimes there's nothing better than an you know, home cooked meal that you cook. Yeah. yeah. That you did like not that. throw in the microwave. You know? <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, grilling. Yeah, that that's fun though. That's like a social thing. <laughs> yeah, you get some people to stand around you and be like, "Hey, comment on my meat." <laughs> uh, do you, do you smoke your meat? That happens to, to me a lot. Sure I do not smoke my meats. I just throw them on the grill. Yeah, my my friend has gotten big into smoking in the last few years, and I reaped the benefits. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been great. It's bad for your health, you know. The I'm eating like a ton. <laughs> Like a Can, metric ton of that. meat. No, I can't. No. Right. He's talking about smoking. I'd rather die. I'd rather die. You'd be all right. You'd be all right. Uh, his last question says, what's the worst job you've ever had? That's well, easy. Okay. I, I installed cable. Oh, Jesus. That was, you were the cable guy? You have been about. I, yeah, I, I, I did that job for about six months, and it is. I hated that job. I used to work for a, a debt collection company, um, oh, not door to door, because that. <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, right? Here comes yeah. that fucking debt collector. Here comes no, John. Um, Show me your time. inventory. And it was a horrible job because I it, the the clients uh, the company I worked for had were they weren't no, they think of gym membership and stuff like that, and it's like you're calling up people, threatening them and sending them horrible letters for the sake of. 30 quid this is crap and i did it for about a year and i had to get out it was horrible horrible job soul destroying you sure you're not uh, you sure it wasn't secret yakuza work over there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no that would inv- that would involve getting um just imagine john cards. carrying a cricket bat around yeah hitting people in the knees yeah, yeah. <laughs> no nice. it's not my style you only break the other one <laughs> is that your British accent, Drew? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Governor. Well Show me the money. <laughs> oh, he's not so racist. <laughs> All right. So I worked at a golf course for a summer, and uh, it was a second job for me. So I would go there <laughs> at like I would go there. Yeah. Um, at like I'd get there at like six in the morning. 
and work until two or so, and then go to my other job and work from three till like nine thirty at night. Ew. That's rough. How how old are um, you then? Eighteen. Uh, so it was like one of those. Yeah, it was a summer job right after I graduated yeah. high school. Um, so I um, this job was number one. We had to. Um, I had to. I wasn't cool enough to mow yet. When I first started working there, by the end of the by the end of the summer, I was allowed to mow grass. Um, Little no man, but um, Jeff Fahey. The uh, but let's not start that again. <laughs> Before then, it ranged from like trimming trees, which sucked, um, to emptying garbage cans on every hole, uh, which led to me seeing giant cockroaches, and on at least one occasion, being unable to empty a garbage can because a raccoon was living in it. Fantastic. <laughs> um, also, um, setting the cup so where the hole is um, gets changed around a couple times a week on the green. So you have to use this tool and you have to put it in the ground. And ours ours was a hammer system, so you had to put it in the ground and you had to hammer each side of it into the ground and then lift it up and you'd take a circle chunk out of the ground. You had to go put that hole where the old hole used to be and put the plastic cup in the new hole, which was an awful job. Um, the the worst, though, was I had a friend. That, uh, this golf course was attached to a park. So there was a park side, and then there was a golf course side. And a buddy of mine worked in maintenance for the park side. And uh, one of the golf course bathrooms one time, my boss came up to me and said, hey, we need you to clean the bathroom. And I said, wait, what? They said, we need you to clean the bathroom. Somebody made a mess in there. <laughs> I walk into this bathroom. I start to walk towards the bathroom, and he goes, I, I, hey, uh, take the hose. <laughs> that's a good sign. So that's I a, start to walk into this bathroom. That's a sign that I need to clock out. <laughs> and I am not kidding you. It looked like somebody had fired off a shit cannon. <laughs> it was all over the walls. It was all over the ground. Oh, it God. was all over the toilet. Like somebody filled multiple water balloons full of shit and just threw them all over the place. How does That's that disgusting. I don't know somebody does it on purpose. Yeah. Nasty, so but... I walk into this bathroom with the hose, right? And I see what God has wrought. It... <laughs> 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 There was in situations moment. like that, Ryan, there is no God. Yeah, well, so there's this moment where I'm just standing there with this hose in my hand, surveying what's in front of me. <laughs> I hit the trigger on the hose once, went, pfft, noticed that it didn't do anything. <laughs> I said, nope. Turned around, <laughs> walked out of the bathroom, went up to my boss and said, you can fire me. I'm not cleaning that bathroom. Call somebody on Parkside and have them do it. Because I knew my buddy was working on Parkside that day. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's mean, Ryan. Well, <laughs> my boss went in there afterwards because he had heard about it from a golfer. Not he didn't, he didn't go in there and see it. He had been told from a golfer that there was a mess in there. So he walked in to see it. And they ended up having to call in a professional cleaning crew to come in and clean it. These people showed up with, like, hazmat suits on. <laughs> and, like, it was serious. Uh, so that, that was that was my worst job experience. Thankfully, though, I didn't ha actually have to clean it. Okay. Mm. I, I, I think that wins. 
Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You, you win yeah. the game. You win. I, I, um, Point, points to Ryan. Points, points go to Ryan. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I've only had two jobs in my entire life. Um, I worked at a grocery store for five years, and then I'm a security officer now, and I've been doing that for ten. Um, working at the grocery store was is my worst job. <laughs> I fucking, well, you're not going to say current job is your worst job, are you? Well, I mean, it, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about it, but um, but uh, no, the, I hate working with the public. There, <laughs> people people are inherently assholes. Um, funny story, uh, or, or it's actually a gross story, but I thought it was hilarious at the time. Um, so every Saturday, uh, like clockwork after noon, like after 12 o'clock in the afternoon, um, there would always be a single turd laying next to the toilet in the public bathroom. Well, at least they were courtesy enough not to wipe it everywhere. Yeah, it was just a single third. And every Saturday, they would call me over to over the intercom to go clean it up. And it was kind of like a spectacle. All the baggers and cashiers that were on break, they'd all come watch me scoop up the fucking turd. And and just despite man, the, you guys have really sad lives. Yeah, <laughs> just just to spite the uh, the grocery store I worked for, I would always go to the to the aisle with the cleaning supplies and I would get a brand new um, dustpan and I would use it to scoop up the turd <laughs> and everybody thought everybody knew I was going to do this but they still came to watch me do it I would then scoop up the turd and then chase the baggers and cashiers around the back <laughs> of the fucking <laughs> store with it and like ah, I'm coming after you with the turd <laughs> And that, that that went on for probably about five months. Wow! Okay, we figured out a month doing it. Was it? No, we never figured out who was doing it. It was obviously somebody that worked there. It was you, wasn't it, Drew? Just, no, just it let it, it out. We're not gonna we're not gonna tell anyone else. Just... It most certainly was not me. Um, if you want to hear about the horrible things I did there, I can definitely tell you those too. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I gotta. Right, you have to understand, like me working at my grocery store job it was basically like an episode of clerks where i didn't give a shit <laughs> i don't care what anybody said to me i was going to do what i wanted and so i worked in the frozen food section and i stocked frozen food and uh my manager fucking hated me um i don't really know why he just decided he hated me because he thought you were dropping turds i guess <laughs> so um <laughs> And he got mad at me and my the other guy worked in frozen food with me, my partner TJ. And he he told us that he wants us to mop the entire store. And I'm like, that's going to take like three hours. And he's like, well, you better get started now. <laughs> so me and TJ decided to get a little revenge on our manager Tony, and we went to get you the. We did kill him <laughs> and mopped his body. No, um, <laughs> me and TJ took uh, the um, the mop bucket and we filled it up, put some pine saw in it, <laughs> and then we took turns pissing in the mop bucket. Oh my god! <laughs> and we proceeded oh, to mop the entire store in our own piss. <laughs> oh my god! Damn it, Drew. <laughs> I think you're ruining grocery shopping for me right now. We even went up to the break room and mopped like the fucking 
like the the table and stuff where we had breaks on. But why would you shit in your own room like that? That's like you got to take you got to take lunches there. We were dumb teenagers. Damn it! And like the next day, I was sitting there like eating like lunch, and TJ was like laying his head down on the table. I was like, dude, we just pissed on this fucking table yesterday. He's like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) Okay. Well, can we get on to something else? I got another email. Yeah. I've got tons of other no, stuff. We're gonna gonna no, we're done. No. Let me tell you about the time I worked in the meat department. No. <laughs> no, God, no. No. <laughs> no. I just realized, though, if your friend's name was TJ, would that make you Toe Jam and Drew? Sure. Sure. Why not? Planet Funkatron. Anyway, this next email, it's an eye-opener. Oh, God. Comes from Chad. Not as much as my eyes have been open to Drew in this past five minutes. This comes from Chad, and the email is titled PSVR Might Be Dead to Me. Oh, snap. This is the guy that's been writing to us about his VR experiences. Okay. He says, Howdy, crew. I got my PSVR on day one. Couldn't wait to explore a totally new way of experiencing games. As expected for the first several months, mostly uh, mostly everything was relegated to tech demos or tacked on bonus content. Some of that content ranged in quality from AAA to mostly indie style. Some of the content I couldn't play because of nausea. <clears throat> However, most of the titles I can play without any issue, and there's actually plenty of content available for PlayStation VR. None of that really mattered because I was waiting for Resident Evil 7. That was going to be my make-or-break game, my true test to see if real games can be, can be played enjoyably in a VR environment. Last Tuesday, I got home from work, made everyone dinner, got my son bathed, settled down for bedtime around 8.30 p.m., I had my system ready to go, playing on a PS4 Pro, by the way, and I was about to delve into the world of, into a world of terror. First impressions of RE7 was that this game is very pretty and perfectly immersive for VR. I'm not going to get into a review of Resident Evil 7 other than to say it is a phenomenal game that I'm having a blast with it. Uh, okay, back to VR. After about an hour, the nausea started up and I was sweating profusely. Uh, it was very uncomfortable and I had to hang it up for the night. I wasn't going to let this deter me because I wanted to play this entire game in VR, so I went and got some Dramamine. Thursday night, I popped some Dramamine about a half hour before trying RE7 in VR again. It worked. I didn't feel nauseous once. However, I ran into another problem about an hour into my gaming session. Even though I wasn't nauseous, I was still sweating profusely, hot and uncomfortable. Even worse, I noticed myself getting extremely fatigued, both physically and mentally, also, my, my eyes started getting extremely tired. I felt like my life force was being sucked out through my face. Needless to say, there was no way around this. I wasn't going to be uncomfortable no matter what, and I wasn't going to play anything past one hour and at a cost. This is a shame because I think the game is really cool in VR, and I wish I could continue playing in that environment. I'm jealous of anyone that doesn't have the, problem, uh, have the problems as me, I can't keep living a lie to justify my purchase. By the way, I demoed the PSVR before buying it. I didn't have any of these issues then. Kind of makes sense why they kept all of those in-store demos so short. Unfortunately, my PSVR might be one of my most expensive decorations in my game room. Who knows, maybe I'll dust it off one day and give it another go. Until then, I'm thoroughly enjoying my PS4 Pro and 4K TV. I have a Samsung. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe this can uh, suffice as a general PSVR impression of RE7. Uh, well, that's, well, the, that's, the thing, that's the issue, isn't it? I mean, everyone's going to have a different experience, yeah. and 
you are only getting a small taster with a lot of the demos that uh, you're able to play prior to a purchase and resident evil is kind of the the first full-on uh vr experience for a, a game of that type and i you know i'm sure he's not alone in in the experience i'm just uh, i'm just but how do you know yeah what's what's i mean what's really causing him to be like sweating and stressing i mean is it because of straining on the eyes is it i mean are you tensing up during the entire thing i'm like i'm, I'm just curious of like what's probably causing that is the headset like is it insulated and makes you like sweat there's maybe quite a light uh, headset but maybe he's claustrophobic claustrophobia yeah i mean that yeah. could be it, it too could be, it could be a lot of i mean resident evil 7 is an intense game without vr so putting it putting on that vr and really getting into the thick of it would make anyone sweat but i think what it comes down to is that i think the game might be a little too quick with how the movement works for a VR game, so it might make people more nauseous than other more, I guess, uh, tame experiences, so to say. So, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but that does suck. I know because Chad was really excited to get into this uh, RE7 experience, and he was really trying to give it a go. But he gave it a fair shot, you know, he even took some medication to help him along. And if he says that it's not for him, then it's, it's not for him. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> What's that noise? It's like somebody just ripped a fart. That's uh, my chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. It's, it's Drew dropping a deuce again like he always does. <laughs> right next to the toilet, baby. In the meat department. In the meat department. He was probably at that golf club, Ryan. It was probably Drew. Yeah. Yep, probably yep. was. He Surprise! Was, <laughs> he was making the sausage. What are you talking about? All right, that's uh, that's it for the emails. We got some tweets. We'll go through these quick. I know we're running long. Uh, Mookie says, "Did you guys not get my email for personal top ten games of last year?" Drew, I forwarded those to you. Yeah, I read it off. Okay, well, that, that's your answer, Mookie. It's, it's, on, it's on the it's on the Phoenix Down one. Part two. It's on the yeah, part two. M four G. He also says, "I feel like wanting to buy a WWE game on Steam. It's been too long for me since my last wrestling game, since SmackDown on the PS two. Nah, don't bother." I don't know anything about wrestling games. I thought six, 16 was okay. I didn't play 17 yet. 16 was the one with Stone Cold? Yes. Okay. The, the last wrestling game I played was the one in N64. And that was yep. great. WrestleMania. I remember playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, WCW versus find a, find a Dreamcast. Over. Find a Dreamcast emulator instead and play uh, Fire Pro Wrestling D. There mm. you go. D's nuts. Uh, I may eventually buy the Switch, but after the video announcement, not anytime soon. And this other tweet says, "Oh my God, uh, Michael Futer is coming back on the show." Man, I love that funny Jew. But seriously, I love his time with the crew. Is okay. Is he coming back? He's gonna do. He, we were gonna have him on the show in the new year. Remember? Oh, I didn't he's know not that. He's back. not coming back. Back? No, no he's, he's not back, back. He's working uh, Bithel with Mike Bithel now. Right. So he's not coming back, but we're going to have him on as a guest. I did, I, I did not know that. Yeah. We talked about that for a while. I told him I'd bring him That's because you're never on anymore, Drew. What's talking about? I fucking missed one episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, M.O. Beast says, if it wasn't for the N4G podcast, I'd actually have to socialize with my coworkers. Well, we don't want that, do we? No, God. Oh, no. God they're no. terrible people. Jesus. <laughs> uh, rubber Band Man says, uh, Recore, been laying around my crib for months. Mediocre reviews had me in no rush to play. I just started today. Goddamn if this game ain't great. Would have been in my top ten for sure. Can't believe none of you liked it more. What? 
I like the game. <laughs> yeah, Ken, Ken likes it a lot. I like making fun of it because it amuses me. Because you've never played it. Uh, yeah, I've actually never played it, yeah. <laughs> he says, I think Ken had it as an honorable mention. Uh, this might be mid-top ten for me, five or six so far, only a few hours in. Let me recommend you finish that game before you make that statement. I will say that. <laughs> Beautifully. The end of that game is, is a little rough. Uh, Adam says, in response to the Joy-Cons, I thought the 2DS would be uncomfortable from the look of it, but damn, it's good now that I've got it. That's true. I mean, Nintendo controllers, man, they don't always look great, but... Just remember when you first got your eyes on the N64 controller? We're like, mm-hmm. what is this abomination? And when you had it in your hands, like, oh, that's, that's actually pretty nice. It's nice. It's not terrible. The analog stick still sucks bad. I got used to it playing other it, games. It's, but. it's not getting used to it. It's the fact that it gets loose really fast. Like it was, mm. it was one of the first Nintendo controllers I felt was poorly made in that respect. Yeah, that that pro- yeah, that was the issue I had was like it, like eventually it would either break or go dead. They'd have like a dead spot in it. Yeah, that was my only complaint about that 64 controller after playing with it. that and the the C buttons did not make a good substitute for the other four buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chandler says Resident Evil 7 is amazing. It's like a small blast to the past. A combination of Evil Dead and Outlast. All my favorite horrors in one. I guess I just don't get the Outlast comparisons. I mean, Did you play a lot of Outlast, Ken? I played about three hours of it. This wasn't my mm-hmm. thing. I, I get it. There are sections of that game that harken back to something like Outlast. Hmm. I mean, I obviously there's times where you don't need to fight something you need to run, right? Yes. You can, but... You can fight it too, and and kill it, or I mean, no, there there are sections where your only choice is to run. There are sections like well, that. yeah, there are sections, but it's not like it's you, like when you run into Mister X in Resident Evil Two. It's not an insta kill in Resident Evil Seven if they see you. Okay, I yeah. guess is my thing about it because, like in Outlast, I felt like if that thing saw me, that was it. You know, yeah, kind of. Uh, blew up a blue sent a couple tweets. Um, I guess there was an article on Polygon about uh, video game industry prepares for possible for coming a possible trade tariff. How will it f- affect Japanese companies? I, I don't. Don't know. Didn't read the article. I didn't either. I don't. Yeah, it might have something to do with the dissolution um, of the uh, Pacific. PPP. Yeah, yeah, the Pacific Partnership. And I know it's going to affect tech industry because obviously a lot of uh, tech is made in China, even for American companies. I, yeah, I mean, it, it may have an effect in at least the distribution side of things. Um, I don't think it will really, uh, at least initially, affect the production. But uh, it's difficult to say because, let's face it, Madman's on a rampage at the moment. We're not sure how much of this is going to sell. So, it's um, yeah, it's a little weird. They're 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 doing a lot of stuff to keep uh, the outrageous stuff in check to some degree. Hopefully oh yeah, yeah, with, absolutely, uh, banning yeah. Muslims, absolutely, keeping it in check. Uh, he also says, especially the switch now due to low <laughs> pound. I guess is the symbol. Yeah, yeah, that's a Brexit thing. Uh, games are cheaper in the UK than the US. Will reverse import become popular? I don't. I don't think importing the Switch from the US is going to make a major dent in the economy. As as it stands at the moment, price wise, there's 
not a huge amount of difference in the price, whether you get it from uh, if you, if you were to import it from the US or get it from a store in the UK. Um, but a couple of years ago, there would have been a difference. It would have been a lot uh, cheaper to actually import it. Uh, but the pound is a lot weaker now than it, than it was because of things like Brexit and, and the overall sort of global economy. But um, looking at sort of pricing, uh, I don't, you know, there's certainly no big savings to be had from importing it. But um, again, this, I'm not a money person. I don't know how that's going to affect I th- I, th- I think the problem I think the problem with this world right now and it's a problem in every facet not just these particular facets is we have way too much access to information and not the brain capacity to understand it. Yeah. People people on the internet That's why headlines and clickbait work. Yeah, people, you know, you see headlines because you internet, don't know what's real and what's not anymore. Well, not only that, but I think people are hyperbolic by nature. You know, you would think that I mean, uh I mean, going back to the children's story, Twitter is the fucking definitive Chicken Little, isn't it? I, I mean, don't know that story. Chicken Little was basically a character that would say the sky is falling, the sky is falling, but it, it was it was being hyperbolic. It's, mm-hmm. it's oh, sky- a bit like um, uh, Crow Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Making a mountain out of an anthill. Exactly. Right. You know, and I'm not saying that there's not bad things happening and that there's not things that could be affected, but let's be fair here, it's not it's not the end of the world as you know it. <laughs> not yet. No. I'm just saying. Sure, things may change. Prob- this probably isn't the podcast to go into that. No, 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 no. It's a little no, more yeah, nuanced yeah. than that. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> speaking from a, a specifically. Next week, your video games are not going to cost ninety dollars. Is what I'm saying. No, next month. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll revisit the uh, the whole topic if something does actually happen. Yeah, but for right now, it's all just. It's just words. Time will tell. And in most cases, most people who have to make those decisions about various things are relatively intelligent and know what they're doing. Um, So hopefully anything, I mean, even the Brexit thing worries us, but I'm hoping that the right people know how to make the best out of this bad situation um, that's benefit to all UK residents. Uh, but time will tell. It's in their hands far more better than being in my hands. Yeah, I'm not the person to explain this to anybody. That's why 90% of my time on Twitter, I keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of moving on. Sam says, uh, moving from SoCal to Tennessee, thank you uh, for keeping me from going insane. He mentions us in a couple other shows, so you are welcome. Um, scrolling up, scrolling up. Uh, great switch conversation last episode. This comes from Mark. Last episode, fellas. Do you think we'll get a Metroid reveal at E3 this year? Man, I can't. I, I want. I feel like I want to stop talking about Metroid until Nintendo starts talking about Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good idea. To be honest with you, it's just there's it, a lot. There's a lot of things missing from what they've shown already, and you can sort of get an idea idea of what they could show at E3. But you're right. Uh, who knows with the Nintendo at this point? I got to stop talking about Samus until Samus comes talking to me. I just I can't I can't deal with the letdown anymore. Can I can I talk to you talk to you about the baby the the baby the what, baby what babe the baby the babe with the power the, the baby what power you keep saying baby the baby <laughs> the power of voodoo I'm I'm reciting labyrinth which y'all should be appreciating but you know what no that's all right you should watch that movie it's a classic no yeah. I didn't like it you are uh, you get the hell out of my life. I like Princess Bride. That has nothing. That has nothing to do with Labyrinth. They're about the same era. 
Stop it. Uh, Mookie Dark wants to know what. Uh, Dark Chris was pretty good too. Uh, Didn't Mookie... like that either. Fucking see, see what I mean, Drew? Make him go. Hey, Jim Henson. I don't like Dark Crystal either. Ugh. I love the Muppets. I'm, I love Jim Henson. I just didn't like Dark Crystal. I was terrified of Dark Crystal when I was a kid. Dude, a lot of that shit was scary back then. I was terrified Never of the it. nothing in uh, the Neverending Story. Neverending Story. Yeah. Yeah. That thing scared the shit out of me. There's a lot of scary shit from the '80s that they were like, "Hey, this is for kids." <laughs> Indiana Jones was rated PG, by the way. Yeah. PG. Melting faces. Ripping hearts out. It's fine. Kalima. Uh, Mighty Bookie says, why isn't there a release date and a price on Bloody Booby Game? <laughs> uh, we Good don't question. know. We don't know. I think we need to reach out to the developers. and uh, We do get ourselves a code gun. Yeah. You know can you early access code for Bloody Boobs? Bloody Boobs. Uh, that's funny. That game looks so bad. It's fucking horrible, and it looks fucking bad. If you're going to Google the game, make sure you put game at the end of Bloody Boobs. <laughs> that might be Unlike what idea. I did. Yeah. Or at least have filter turned yeah, on. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Uh, Tate says, I noticed that the Ratchet and Clank movie is on Netflix. Any of you seen it? Uh, no. It is good. I heard it was shit. but No, no, I will give it its dues. It is on Netflix. It's on the UK, because I noticed it the other day. Um, it is surprisingly watchable. Um, <laughs> that doesn't that what a you what said a it was ringing endorsement. I know. You said it was well, good, it, and then you said it was surprisingly it's, it's watchable. <laughs> and I didn't think it would be good, but I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know. It's okay. I'll, probably, I'll probably watch it eventually. I'm actually thinking about rewatching all the Resident Evil movies. That's been on my queue for a while. Oh, I did that the other week. I watched all five of them. There's six. Three, three is less five. Six is not. Oh, out yet. Talking about I the thought, live action. I thought seven. I thought the new one was seven. I'm pretty no, sure. six. He's so. I have to turn around and look at my Blu-rays in a minute because I have. <laughs> there, def- there are definitely six of. Um, this will be the sixth one, but three still is the best one. Uh, Chandler says I'm a crack addict, uh, waiting for more Resident Evil Seven. Y'all got any more of them wacko families? Such a good game. <laughs> You know, what Resident Evil 7 has taught me is that the Japanese also share our fear of hillbillies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Exactly. Or um, Squeal, boy! Squeal! (laughs) If you've never seen Deliverance, that's probably where the fear comes in. You should probably (laughs) not watch Deliverance. Isn't that based on your family, Drew? (laughs) <laughs> we don't talk about that. It's a family <laughs> biopic. It's a very extended family they got there. Yeah. Uh, Sam sent us a picture. He uh, he met some cool dude in Memphis last night uh, by the name of uh, Matthew Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, they took a picture together. It's on the Twitter feed. I need to see this. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're looking sharp. They're at a bar or something. Yeah. I, Get them drunk. He's having a good time. Probably talking about Dino Gears or something. Oh, stop it. What? <laughs> it's a conversation piece. Don't worry about it. Uh, Shogun says, Injustice 2 looks great, but how will they ever balance that game? I I have faith in NetherRealm. They're pretty good. Uh, would you say Injustice 1 was a balanced game at the end of its life cycle? Ken? Absolutely. I, cool. I, I felt that there was no... It ain't no Marvel Capcom 3 where it's the fucking Wild West, man. Mm. It felt pretty balanced. Nice. So, I mean, but it's like any fighting game. There's always going to be that 
tier. Yeah, there's S, there's tiers. Yeah, sure. there's that tier of five characters that always end up in the finals. So, uh, Rubber Band Man says, "Please, someone explain to me why Recore is a bad game." Please, I'm genuinely curious. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Get to the end of that game, <laughs> and it's yeah. not it's not a bad game. It's another one of those situations where the last part of that game is not going to ruin. You know the seven hours that you enjoyed before, but their design of the end game is poor. It it doesn't feel finished, right? It it's not that it doesn't feel finished. It feels like do you remember Wind Waker? Mm -hmm. When you made it through all the dungeons, and then the game's like, hey, why don't you go back around this world and just find stuff? Yeah, just go to these randomly placed. Items. Yeah, it's a lot like that. It's called mm -hmm. like, oh, holy shit! It's the end of the game, but the game isn't long enough. We need to make them play for another four hours. Yes. Yeah, that's what that is. That is so its they, problem. It's like they do with a lot of Capcom games, where you beat the game, you get to the end of it, and they say, "Okay, go back and reverse and do this again." <laughs> yep. Talking like Devil May Cry Four, Drew. Well, they did that with other Devil May Cries too, didn't they? Didn't they do it with the first one? Um. Then you have to go through the the. The, where you just went. I know. I mean, you, you, you fight the same bosses a couple times, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Four was like a complete mirror of the yeah. game. It was yeah. really weird. When you went back as Dante. I mean, Shh, just... Spoilers! <gasps> For a 2008 game? <laughs> I'm just kidding. John Monster dies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. This next tweet, I don't know how to take it. I'm just going to read it. It comes from Nivek. I mean, we've got tweets from Nivek before. Um, it just says, hi, I love Trump and would be, you'll be in favor of a tariff of 20% on games to ease the budget deficit. Um, <laughs> thanks Trump. Is that, is that the new thing? Like, thanks uh, Trump. Thanks Obama. Thanks Trump. Yeah. You have to carry on the torch, right? It doesn't, it doesn't ring as well. It, yeah, it really doesn't. I don't know. Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. There's that. Yeah. Like I said, like yeah. like Ryan said, this is not the place to discuss that. Mm -hmm. Look, I I I will be the first person to admit I fucking hate politics. Oh, I do too. I don't talk about I, them on Twitter. I, I don't I don't talk about them on Twitter. I don't talk about them anywhere. I don't talk about them in real life. I, the I, only I person like, the only person I talk to them about is my wife. That that is the extent of my conversation. Though I mean, whatever whatever whoever is up there in office, they. They do whatever the fuck they want to, and there's nothing I can really affect to make them do anything differently. It's not true, it, Drew. You can vote. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't vote for Trump, then, well, my vote didn't count because I live in Georgia. <laughs> so, oh, it still counted. <laughs> I just, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't get involved in that stuff because I, I don't care about it. You make friends enemies by talking about politics. I mean, Politics that, and religion are the two things you shouldn't really talk about with friends. That's that's the biggest thing I will say is that on Twitter, there have been a lot of people that I used to have fun, genuine conversations with on Twitter that I have muted because it's been nonstop talking about the election and the current state of the world. And I'm just like, I don't – it's turned people into vile people. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with it anymore. I I put that message out there the other day that there was. I I just had enough. I can't from both sides. I can't deal with it. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just people bashing Trump or people bashing the other side. I just can't stand hearing about it. Yeah, that's that's not why I'm there. I, I get it. There's time. There's a place for that. And you know, people, some people out there are doing good things. But I don't. I don't want to have a conversation with it because Drew's right and John's right. It just. It never ends well. It's not worth it. Yeah. Well, I'm a poli sci major, so I know. Or was a poli sci major, so uh, I enjoy politics. Oh, well, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But you've known you've I'm known me I'm long sure. enough. You've known me long I'm enough sure. that I've never gotten into those conversations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're having a ball right now. Right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having a ball. I was going to say, it's, I don't know if that's the right phrase for that right now. <laughs> anyway. No, I am not. Let's let's move on to the next tweet that comes from just, Smooth. Oh, just put it out there that I oppose, that, let me just put it out there that um, uh, I will not echo our Twitter followers' um, support. <laughs> okay, that's that's good enough. <laughs> Uh, Smooth Retro wants to know How many hours a week does each member of the podcast Get to play games How long is this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the Less week Less time than that Yeah, I, No I get a few hours every day If I want it just depends I get about 10 hours a week I guess Give or take yeah. This Somewhere depends on what I'm there. playing Sometimes I'm I you know, Go ahead No go, no, no, go ahead um, sometimes I'll not play a game for like days at a time and just be doing other things, uh, catching up on movies and shows of that nature. Or sometimes if I have a game that I really want to like play through, I'll put like 40 hours in a week if I can. Overwatch. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? You were starting to say something. Uh, no, honestly, the the time that we are on this podcast is most of my gaming time. That <laughs> wasn't you, a joke. Then you like it when the shows go long, then, right? Yeah, sure, it's great. <laughs> it's great for me. Uh, Chad says, would love to hear, uh, anybody got any further in Blood and Wine, my personal top pick for game of the year? Yes, I am DLC. I've got to the point in the DLC where it basically stops you and say, "Hey, it says, hey, if you've got side quests to do, you better do them." Nice, um, you're right at the end. Yeah, so I um, uh, I have stopped the main quest and uh, the main DLC quest, and um, I'm now trying to clean up some of the side stuff, and uh, I'm getting my I'm on the 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 road for the. Um, Grandmaster Manticore gear now, um, which I want because it is the armor from the first Witcher game. Mm. It's amazing. The the DLC is amazing. I can't wait to it's get there. Even, I I didn't I um I didn't expect it to be as good as Hearts of Stone, and it's as good as Hearts of Stone. Like yeah. I expected it to be, um, you know, bigger and more grand and have more side quests and stuff like that, but I didn't expect the main story to be as tight. <sighs> it's just as good. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, last few tweets come from Dustin. This should spark an interesting conversation. Oh, boy. As long as it's not about Trump. No, no, it's about video games. We're good. Uh, if you're playing RE7 without VR, you're doing it wrong. The game is Ooh. amazing, and everyone should get VR just for that. $400 to play one game? Yeah, I'm going to say no. 
<laughs> That's a good rough buddy. Yeah. And as we've already discussed, I think it's um, each indep- in- individual is reacting differently yeah. to that experience. I still have not had a chance to play VR, like, at all. I've never experienced VR, so I can't say whether or not it would change my life. I'm going to go with probably not, but... <laughs> I think I think I'm I think I enjoyed Resident Evil just fine without it. I'm just, it's too uh, high an asking price, I think. Yeah, I can't that. I can't afford it. like you say four hundred dollars, but that's just for the headset. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include the camera and the the wands if you need those. And like I don't I don't have it. You know I want to buy a Switch. <laughs> you know, and you know people will joke about that. Well, that's not worth it for one game, but. I'm not buying it for one game. I'm buying it for Nintendo games. Yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's a future investment. And I would say, what future investment am I making for the VR? Because the game that I wanted to play the most is out now, you know, Resident Evil 7. And now that I've played that, you know, without the VR, and I've had a great experience with it regardless, uh, what is out there in the horizon for me to look forward to at this point then? You know, Ace Combat 7. Know. I don't. Eh, never been a really big fan of Ace Combat games. I mean, so I like Ace Combat just fine, but I, I, I guess I just don't. I don't have to. Ha- I don't. I don't have to spend five hundred dollars to play the game. I can still just play the game. But but you know what? I'll say one thing. Like after hearing from Chad, you know, I was really kind of sad that his experience with the VR with Resident Evil Seven was very disappointing, and from a compatibility level he wasn't you know he wasn't on the level to really get that done but it seems like and dustin seems to be you know purely compatible really enjoying his time with it so i'm very happy for that in that regard and he's having a good time that's good yeah no i mean i'm happy for people who buy it and they're happy with it yeah i just can't i can't spend six hundred dollars on a peripheral i i just can't i mean i'm that guy that bought a sega cd back in the day and that was three hundred dollars. That was perfect. That was three hundred dollars. What, twenty years ago? In nineteen ninety six, yeah. Yeah, like that, and man, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, didn't they have a lunar game for Sega CD or something? They oh yeah, did. that's where it came. That's where the it came from. Lunar, lunar one and two. Yeah. Oh man, those games are great. Uh, he also says, I laugh when people say VR is a gimmick. It's obvious they've never tried it. VR is much more than a gimmick. I'll give it that. Sure. I don't know. I still, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm thinking about what's on the horizon, and I just don't. And, uh, you know, the thing about, when we talk about price, it's not about being cheap. It's about the practicality of it, right? So I could take that $400 that I would have bought the VR it would be like 450 something like that for me because plus tax I had to get the camera I already have the move so $450 I could divide that by $60 and see how many games I'm going to get for that amount of money that I would have spent on one game to play one particular game you know again so it's it's like you know you got to you just got to weigh things out to see which is the most important right and it's just not there for me. Once they, you know, maybe put out another one or two more titles that's all of Resident Evil 7's caliber, then I could look into it. But for now, I'm still waiting. Yeah, I mean, Vive and Oculus have been out longer, and they still don't have a Resident Evil game because Resident Evil's exclusive to PSVR. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's just not enough there for me right now, and it would take a lot for it to, for me to go, okay, I'm willing to spend $500 now. 
Well, you'd have to actually experience VR first and foremost, right? To oh, see absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like, and the problem is, is I can't do that. I've never even seen a headset like in person. They, they That's have. Crazy. They're they're like everywhere now. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't go anywhere. You know, I don't. I mean, I, <laughs> I really don't go anywhere. I. I go, uh, did you? Are you in the market to buy a new phone anytime soon, Ken? Phone? No, yeah. I have. I have the the last iPhone before the one that just came out. So. Okay. Well, if you're ever gonna get like the new like Android phones, like the Pixel or the uh, the Samsung Galaxy, they <laughs> have like deals. About where... Samsung. <laughs> yeah, okay. we we all have Samsungs, but uh, you know, they all have like deals where they come with those VR attachments, and they are a good barometer to see if you're compatible with VR. They're not they're not the full experience, but they'll tell you if you can handle VR or not. So check into those. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it's probably years away. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, he also says, "I'm curious to see the gameplay of the new Avengers game and what kind of game it will be." Uh, we talked about that a little earlier. Probably a third-person adventure game. Uh, and finally, the last tweet: How about that Injustice Two? Damn right, we already talked about that too. Good stuff. All right. Yep. I'm tired. This is a long show. This might be one of the longest shows we've ever done. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, uh, John is at John W U K. Drew is at DML Fury. Jay is at Badu Site. Jay Ryan is at R Wombold. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD. You want to tweet at the podcast? You go to at N4G Podcast. Shoot us emails to podcasts at ZTGD dot com. Also, Phoenix Down Running Mass Effect Two is on the bill. Second episode mm-hmm. is hitting this week. So check that out. And I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Alrighty. Good. So sorry, Ryan, the show's over, so your game time is over. I apologize. <laughs> but that is another episode of the show. We'll be back next week. Anybody anything else? Nope. 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 Good. Fuck out.